Gang 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 when I ride come from McDonald's with chicken and fries. What's up, bros? It's episode three, and we're with my guy. Introduce yourself. Wild Wade. Wade Mayab of Campton, Kentucky, spreading the BMX scene of Eastern Kentucky. Hell That's yeah. a hell of a line. I like that. I mean, it's it's a hell of a throw to Eastern Kentucky, considering it has two Eastern Kentuckys in it. It's Flow State. It Flow State, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dang, dang. The the flow state is something we were talking about. Uh, I don't even know what the flow state is. So okay. You gotta tell me what the flow state okay. is. Okay. It's kinda hard to describe, but the the simplest way I can I can put it in terms that most people would understand, if you're writing a song or if you're writing oh. BMX, you just get in that state of mind where you don't judge yourself and you just kind of go on instinct, you're just doing what you're doing. And uh, it's kind of like... I was trying to find the flow state that I have in my life, and I don't. I bet you do. I don't know. You, you have to get into a flow state to do the hard workouts you, you do, man. Oh, true. We call that the dark place. Exactly. We call <laughs> it the dark place when we're doing... Uh, Low-key, when you find that dark place, it feels good. Yeah. It's like when you come out of the dark place, it's like you've been absolutely shit-stomped. Yeah. It's like you're feeling good in that dark place. My guy, as soon as you leave the dark place... You're gonna carry the bad demons with you mm, for a little while, at least. Yeah, you get the gains. It's basically like you have to when you're working out. You have to go to this state of mind where you just it's, disconnect yourself. It's, kind of. Yeah, almost an out of body experience. Yeah. Like your body is like a machine, and you're just up above you, just like, come on, do it. <laughs> you can do it. Are you just? Are you really gonna fake out right now? Yeah. Like you're just almost talking shit to yourself when you're working out. That's, that's crazy. <laughs> how does that? Because like, I do it. How does that translate for you? For like, me, with, would you say BMX is your main thing? Yes, yeah. definitely. Flow state is like to me in BMX. My flow state is when I'm riding, and I don't really. I'm not really conscious of what I'm doing, but I remember the tricks that I'm doing, and I remember the moments of landing and feeling very happy. Yeah, and then yeah, I also you're, cha- you're like chasing a PR, I guess, personal record. Yeah, yeah you're like you just locked in and like sometimes like I'll be like it feels like time slows down in a way like I just kind of float and then but the dark state like you were talking about <laughs> that's when you do like hardcore stuff like, yeah that's when you jump off like cause like sometimes I do really big like not much but when I do I don't remember doing it like I land yeah. and everything's just black because in that moment it's like survival like you, you, yeah. you fight or flight you know what I mean you're either gonna bail or that's you're gonna jump. almost like when you yeah. bail you remember you and it scares you like yeah, people yeah, ask all the time like why do you film yourself doing stuff but never put it anywhere it's because when you lift like I don't know I, I lift decently heavy but when you have like 315 pounds above your chest and if you drop it it's gonna kill you you don't really remember that that's why you want it filmed so you can see you can look into that moment because you can't remember it I guess it's the same way with like filming a hard ass trick. You land, you land a hard ass trick. You probably don't remember it because your body just got in that like I guess dark place. Yeah, for sure. But yeah. then when you look at that video, it's like yeah, I done that. I was there. I can remember bits and bits. It's like a dream almost when you remember mm-hmm. that part. Yeah, it's like I I used to before before I started working out. Like I would always think. Like when somebody lifts something crazy heavy and they scream, I was always thinking like that's premeditated. No. Like that's something that they did. It's all fucking mental. It's like, well, I, I screamed. It's a weird ass spot. I screamed when I lifted that <laughs> super heavy deadlift, and I was like, 
I didn't even do that intentionally. That just came out of my mind. It's a weird ass. It's a weird thing to like lift heavy weight. That's why, like, when you think about the movie Three Hundred, when you have like warriors yeah, and going, going out, out, they're yeah. screaming as as they're running. Like each it's other. an un, it's definitely not a what you call not meditated, but it's premeditated. Premeditated. Yeah, it's yeah. it's definitely not premeditated. It's just behavior something that at happens all. completely in the moment. You don't do it to be cool. You know, <laughs> it's like it's like in UFC, like when you when they win a fight, they just do this like just let out this big scream. They run wild. You know? Yeah, because that's literally like winning, a f- like winning and not dying. You are not dying. They can, your opponent can kill you. Yeah, yeah, easily. Like, really, it's almost like when you uh, win one of those, like I guess a fight. It's like you just won at not dying. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Not only you could you, be killed in a you, UFC match. Yeah. yeah, those dudes are rough. You could definitely be killed in a street fight. Somebody oh. pop your head on the curb and it just cracks. Whoops! Get a stage strap. I just fought you because you knocked over my beer bottle, and now I have a murder on my record. Yeah. <laughs> like it can easily happen. You can just knock somebody out, and it'd be lights out forever. That's their last God, thing that happened. Yeah, to I wouldn't want that on me. No, a no. friend of mine from San Francisco, oh. he uh, got around to him and stabbed him like eight times. And he pulled out a twenty-two on him and shot him once, and it jammed. And then he pulled out a 9 millimeter and he emptied the clip on the guy and killed him. Whoa. But at the time he did it, he was like he was like 19 or something like that. Mm-hmm. But he actually went to jail. The guns he had were unmarked, and he was, you know, no consent to carry like that. Yeah, so what ended up happening He went happening to prison to for like two years, man. Now he's out on probation. So did the did you he say that the guy die or did he just the wound guy him? the guy that he emptied the clip on died wow and he but he was uh, he was in prison and stuff for like illegal hangings I'm pretty sure yeah it, he may have instead of a murder charge you usually get like manslaughter and that'll give you less time for that because it's like you did it in a fit of rage instead of like actually or on un- un- intent to kill yeah yeah you didn't intend to kill him but he stabbed like he was like he was like stabbed up like nine times around the throat or self defense so he ran That's, away was one thing too, yeah thing. well he ran from the scene and I'm, yeah, if he probably, probably stayed and said self defense it'd made sense because he'd run up on somebody that's been stabbed eight times yeah or can you say well he was defending himself. The dude that's dead was defending himself. Yeah, that's usually not the occurrence. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. This dude, this dude, as so much as I know him, this guy was like rock solid, like best dude ever to trust. Like mm. me and this good, me and this cat are cool. We still text and stuff and hang out. Like, well, we don't really hang out much anymore. Yeah, but he texts me all the time. Super loving guy. He told me that stuff, and he's like, man, stuff inside the prison system and stuff is terrible. Like, you know. Mm. Really he rough. spent two years there and something like yeah he really on manslaughter so I bet you he was in with some people that was would have never suspected this stuff man we was just driving like we was going to a jam and I flipped the cigarette butt out the window in Cali I probably get like five five hundred five hundred some dollars for saying that you know or something. but <laughs> but we were like driving he uh, said that uh, dude don't flick your cigarette butt out and I was like wow and he's like I got a bunch of records and stuff again before you get pulled over and tell me that that's Damn. crazy. Well, and also in California, don't they have the three-strike law? Yeah. Where it's sure. like you can, um, if you if you commit, I think, three, what, felonies maybe? Any three felonies is basically like life in prison or something. Oh, man. It's basically you get three strikes and but then I'd you're I would say out. it's hard to get felonies in California. 
I don't know. I bet they're handing them out like candy on Halloween, probably, because that population is heavy. God, one third. Here's one thing population. I was thinking. One third. I've seen something on. Uh, I think that's right. Is yeah. Barstool Sports? Probably, I think probably close to accurate. Do you know somebody? <laughs> yeah, none of us. <laughs> but uh, they said it's not the like residents that make California look bad. It's the people that come to California to like do this stuff. Yeah, that's not California. Like, yeah, it's not California. I mean, that's that's just Los Angeles. And they people say that was like locals there hate people that come to California to like do their thing. Yeah. For some reason. Um, Growing where I grew up at my town, dude. Everybody that rode and skated stuff and and was into like anybody that was into art or anybody that was kind of different, like in a way, we all looked at California as like being this, like that's where it's at. Mm. Like in California, be super sick to go to, and we'd all love it, you know. And like people talk about, like skateboarders, like around here that don't really understand, you know, everything that's going on. They talk about California like it's this holy grail, mm. but mm. It's, it's really not. Like like the freedom that we have where we live is, is we do what we want. Yeah, you know, I mean, we ain't getting kicked out of every spot, and we ain't. And don't get me wrong, the skate scene and BMX scene in California is very loving very considered people are very chill and everybody makes you feel welcome but it's the rest of the the people there's there's so much people out there it's hard to it's hard to ever make it up you know yeah like, but you should that's your case if you want to try for it go for it but i'm just saying like eastern kentucky is like super yeah, yeah because super. like how many bmx like riders <laughs> how many bmx <laughs> riders no you didn't yeah. at all how many bmx riders do you know from eastern kentucky but how many bmx riders do you know from like california yeah. like you I'll say, or like you doing something out of the norm is more appealing to somebody that's doing like everybody else. So yeah, sure. I think riding in Eastern Kentucky would almost like inspire more people in like an urban area. Well, there. I mean, it's it's also a population thing because, like you said, if if it's one third, yeah, you could which, be. You I could, don't know if that's possible, but I mean, it's likely that the most popular band or the most popular skater is going to be from California, just based off of. Most of the there's, people there's in America are in California, though. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it in all terms comes from people who build them up like fans, you know. Like, yeah, that's what people that they're surrounded. By. If your if your whole state, you know, if you could, if you could make your whole state a fan of you, if you lived in Kentucky versus if you lived in California, you're gonna have a lot more fans if you're based in California. Yeah, because exactly. there's more people. Per yeah, square, yeah. per square mile. But that's, the, that's also a really hard thing to do. When when you do do it right, you boom. But when you don't do it right, yeah. you end up like all the, the bullshit rest. is cut out there. More yeah. more population also means more competition. Competition. Too. And yeah, yeah, you wrap it up. That's like you just telling me the other day that like when you went to California, your like riding went through the roof. The, when you went to California. Like you, you made it made you feel like you got better. I feel like I tried harder. I feel like yeah. I definitely and I, I was, I was riding with more like a lot more stress on me, and I was just mad and just going and just sending it more. And I didn't really like boom, but like I definitely felt like I got a lot more comfortable. So so did you feel like it was the competition or the anger? Because you just I felt like it was a mixture of both. What I was surrounded by, I was surrounded by really positive dudes that that were teaching me things, and I just had the the mental. Like, to just say, screw it, I'm sending it, man. And that was like, and it helped me a lot. It made me more comfortable. Didn't necessarily make me better, but when I came back, like now I feel like my riding is better than it ever has been before. Yeah. Because I feel more at home. I feel in my flow state more. I feel very peaceful, very relaxed. And that's the beauty of riding 
BMX in Eastern Kentucky is like if you go to other places, you know, or if you're if you're in a small town anywhere in the United States, you know, when you start getting around other scenes, and that's a beauty of it. You see different scenes and what it's like and stuff like that. That's the thing. Skateboarding's really urban, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know how we were talking about like you have a different style because you're from Eastern Kentucky. Mm-hmm. It's because probably where you live, if you live in Eastern Kentucky and you're riding BMX, is you set up a two by four and went out there and rode, yeah. and you couldn't get a ride to town to ride on the yeah. street. Man, and, the, and and the way we were talking about different like people who work out, people who skateboard, it's like. I remember Crank was telling us, he actually said it in one of the videos we done with him, the very first kind of promotion we did for him to go to that competition. Um, he said that, or he started out like lifting with what? Cement blocks on a board. Yeah, and it's because we don't have a gym in every yeah. corner, you know, especially exactly. like where, he, where yeah. he lives. He And that's probably going to change how you lift weights entirely. Yeah, you just become more raw. It's yeah. like you saying, like he's around people that improve you. It's almost like, or like you know those people that stepped, like seen you, like learning from them probably stepped up their game too, mm-hmm. just to like show you how it's meant to be or whatever. It's like when Keegan works out with me, like obviously I guess he like does whatever I do or tell him. So it's like when I'm working out with him, I want to do everything correctly. I want to do everything like as yeah. heavy as I can do, but it's like pinpoints I can do because he's watching me learn and it's like too like I don't do CrossFit as much anymore but when I work out with Josh Crank he's like the CrossFit goat around here like he's like the god and weightlifting god like he's number five in the world in Olympic weightlifting or something like that but when I go and work out with him I just want to work on those things because it's like I'm learning from somebody higher yeah. than me but you're learning from me and I'm learning from Crank so it's like different levels he's definitely building you like he's building off your energy like yeah. it's like when uh, he goes harder too when i'm working at the skate park yeah. you show a younger kid a trick you know what i mean you're like trying to teach him how to do it like when they do it you're like oh my god yeah you yeah. want to do it you're perfect screaming. yeah that that's that's so important man i hate i hate it when i go to a skate park and see people treating kids or new riders bad that hurts me so much because i'm like that kid this might be something he really loves you know like Get show him how to yeah. do things. I bring love him to into teach people the, things. Like that bring I know. him into the culture instead of pushing him out. If he's somebody who's trying to do what you're doing, man. You know, embrace him. Yeah, that's what I was saying about Peyton. He's taught me how to graphic design pretty much two weeks. And if I'd have went to like a class of like eighteen people, it'd probably took me six months, nine months. But he's taught me two weeks because it's just been one on one because he's passionate about graphic design. And usually if you're passionate about something, you're passionate to teach somebody in that, that wants to be like in your culture with mm-hmm. you. And you feel just as good as they do, if not mm-hmm. better after you've done it, for yeah. sure. Yeah, like it's almost helping them master their craft even more. They're refining their skills by teaching you like somebody from the beginning. And you and you influence them, man. Like yeah. like when I was little, like riding, my, my cousin Daryl, man, from up in Ohio, he come down and he taught me how to ride a bicycle backwards, like sitting on the handlebars. I did that trick all the time. Like, I thought that was cool, you know? Yeah. And you get older and you learn better tricks. But I still remember that, like, clear as day. Like, cause it's influential, man. Like, moments like that don't come much, you know? And, and mm-hmm. to see somebody that's, like, I'd rather really influence hero, somebody than somebody tear them down. think of a lot, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, somebody that, like, makes you, you want to, like, kind of role models. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thanks, sir. Yeah, and when you're a kid, 
you you look up to the cool guy. It's like no matter what anybody says, no matter what your parents say, there's a little bit of you that looks up to the skateboarder or you know the rap star or the celebrity. The outer norm that just does what they want. Yeah, I think we're reaching a real time like right now in art and. and media platforms that we have to just share everything that we do that we're 100%. seeing we're meeting more like famous people used to be famous right yeah not now anymore. Not, not anymore Everybody yeah like anybody like I could send a personal message to Donald Trump if I wanted to exactly yeah. you know and, and that makes us all stand out we all have this media platform that's right before us people follow more if like Say for instance, like you, you fit what they what they feel like. You know what I mean? Like they yeah. want a they want a piece of them in you. So when people relate to you, that's you got to find how people relate to you. It's it's really what's in you. You know what I mean? What makes you happy and what what chills with you? Like what, what puts you in your flow state? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And and like I think, man, there are one of the biggest reasons for troubled youth kids that get into gangs or get into drugs or any any bad road you could go down i think a lot of that stems from not finding that thing that puts them in yeah, that, that state that, it's uh, like there's second grind almost they yeah. didn't they never fought, found that second grind or, or even like work starts after five like i'm saying yeah it's your grind starts after your day day job you, <laughs> definitely does and that, that's where your passion is you, you can know. make your passion your day yeah, job that's though. the dream that's, yeah, the, that's end point. the dream yeah, yeah that's what you want that's why you grind after five you're not getting paid for those hours mm-hmm. i mean the shit though and if, those are the most valuable hours i think if you're if you're getting paid more than than you than you deserve like if you're if your passion is something that you're just you're not doing that good at your passion and you're not happy with it then you you'll just be just as miserable man if you, if you were doing something that you that you had no passion for and were making less money yeah. you know if you got the ton of money and you're not and you're not passionate about it that's the way I feel about it I, I I've been broke and I've had decent money before I've mm-hmm. never been rich or anything yeah. like that but I feel if you're if you, if you go to bed at night and you feel happy about what you've done and nobody else can take that away from you yeah, sure. yeah, like me. I've had jobs where I've made more money, had better benefits, and all this. But I felt like I was just like clocking in every day. Like mm-hmm. I was not getting better at that job. I couldn't go any farther. I wasn't bettering myself. But like you're becoming like, spinning, you know? Yeah, like when I got this job, it was like a screen printer. I was like, okay, I like making t-shirts and all this. I'm now in that setting to make t-shirts, learn how to do graphics, mm-hmm. and I have everything at my disposal. But I made less, but it didn't matter. It's almost like I made more in the end. Mm-hmm. Because I, I could grow. I could eventually make more money. I could eventually, like, evolve my... My second grind became my, like, first grind, kind of. Like, my second grind become my first grind as a job to better a skill. And it can only... Within that grind. And it can only become that if you make it a priority. If yeah. you make it you a part of your it. life. You can't... I mean, yeah, you can skate casually if you want to, but if you ever want to be a professional, if you ever want to be truly proud of, you, proud of you yourself, take that jump. put put effort into it, you know? Like, like some things don't pan out. You can go all this. out. You can go all out and if it don't pan out, it just If you don't out. make it pro, it doesn't mean you haven't made it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. You know, like if you're not... It's... It's what you know when you go to bed at night, you know. It's the it's the perspective that you have of yourself. 
and by finding something that means something to you, holding on to it and bettering, get, getting better at it and making it a part of your life, it makes you a happier person. Yeah, it it's, makes you think about things differently. Yeah, it's almost sure. like printing a t-shirt. Like, I'm, I hold myself accountable at this job because I'm pretty much my boss. I know what's good, I know what's bad, but I could send out, I could send out shit all the time, but I'm not bettering myself. I'm not, like, improving myself if I do that. I'm just staying the same. But if I make it a point to make every shirt perfect every time, I'm getting better. Every, then it just becomes second nature to make everything perfect. Okay, well... You, you shoot you shoot small and you, yeah. you miss less, you know. How, how important do you think that is with, like, BMX, like, getting better? Do you think somebody should ride just for the fun of it? Or do you think, like, to develop it as a skill? What... When you're when you're in a certain day, and I hope to like make my every day that I go ride like this is like some days you ain't got it, some days you do, and when you do stuff on days that you got it and you f you feel like everything's perfect, like you'll blast higher and you'll go faster and you won't even know it. And that's what happens a lot of times when you're around guys that's a lot better than you, or not really a lot better, but a lot more like no more tricks or they could do everything fancier, smoother. There is no better or worse. It's all, it's like, a, it's like a dance, you know, playing a simple style of music. Some people are just good. Some yeah. people got a little wax style. And it's like, but, punk rock is not made to be, like, appealing to the masses. Yes. But there's a lot of punk rockers. And there are a lot of punk rockers who are not that talented, but who make people feel Yeah, they're just, energy. like, so passionate about it. Yeah. It's like if you carry that energy into music or anything you do. If you're passionate about something and you do, and you lay it on the table and you do your best and you're in that state where you're not really um, like you're not really thinking about it, but you're just enjoying the moment. You're 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 not thinking about the future. You're not thinking about the past. You're living in the now. That moment right then. When I that's what that's what I search for. It ain't the video part. I love the video part because it reminds me of the moment. Yeah. It reminds right. me of the smells, the taste, the sound. Yeah. Everything comes rushing back to me. That's, that's like a big piece of what videography is and like digital art, you know, a lot of art that's digital, digit, digitized, digitized <laughs> now, like art, music, uh, videography, it's, it's all stuff that is like a representation of what you love, you know, it's like a representation of your thoughts and your creativity coming through. That's ultimately what skateboarding is, yeah. you know, or BMX, yeah. or it's all art. Like one of my fears is is to like not try like I, I'm not scared of failing I'm scared of not trying like I'm all fine with like trying something all out balls to the walls 100% if I fail at it oh well it wasn't meant to be but if I don't in the back of my head is like I could have been yeah. or I could have done like mm -hmm. that's the way I am with weightlifting now because I'm just going all out like like I'm hitting everything like every day like two times a day as much as I can get it in, it haunts me if I don't go to the gym because it's like that's one of the days I didn't go all out. What if at the end that haunts me? How, how, do you feel some type of way when you don't get to ride like yes. often? Yes, yeah. I, it's it like eats a, in your back of your head. It's like working out, like in the back of your head. You're like, there, man. Why, why didn't I? My girlfriend gets annoyed at fake sometimes, but I just feel like, like I just, I just, it's like when I drive think about tricks I want to do mm, that's like I, yeah driving home with silence is a thing that I've developed the odor I've got every <laughs> song I hear I think about it 
possible clip and an edit. Dude, I think I think in that same way. <laughs> every, like, every, yeah. Or, or I, think I can't of, shut my mind. I can't sleep at night thinking about yeah. every, everything that I want to do. And that, like, it's kind of like an anxiety thing too, you know? Like you, you feel like of course you're it is, man. Of course it is. Why, why do you think humans find shit like this to get passionate about? And, it's because we're <laughs> we're afraid, man. And when you, you do know? something like like we do, like when you ride or like when you make shirts or weightlift, other people look at you and they're like. They don't do nothing. But like, yeah. Mine's like, we gotta get this done, we gotta get that done. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a like, priority change. That's like, so accurate. Yeah. It's just like I'm saying, like, after five o'clock, like, I'm glad that my parents finally understand that I'm still working after five o'clock. Like, I'm going to the gym from 5.30 to, like, seven usually. Then I come back here and work on this, and they're finally understanding, like, Okay, he worked his eight hours. I'm accepting. He can do whatever he wants. They should still understand it, even if instead of work you see it as therapy, yeah. or you see it as, as your like, hobby, Man, or just this like, is how I cope. My life is shit, but when I get out and ride for an hour a day, damn, life is pretty good, and it life makes is me way sleep better easier. when you get to do your your like hobby or what you love it at the end of the day. Yeah, at the end of the is. day, you should finish on a high every time the ther- from something you love. The therapy thing is a very like way good way of looking at. Because you look at, like, it lets anger out sometimes. It lets anger it's out. Sadness or any of the thoughts, you've bad thoughts or, like, anything that's left you uneasy. When you reach this state where you're not really trying, but you're just there and you're doing it and you're, like, you're that's plenty enough the sometimes. the future, like, some of that, that state. Mm-hmm. When, when you look at somebody's art like that, when they write a song, if it's just on the spot, that's what makes people, in, like, when they think about it or fetch the idea, they, they craft it into something perfect, but... When it's just raw and intense in there, and that's, that's what I think about BMX. Is you're thinking of ideas, and they're, and they're sitting there in your conscious, right? Your subconscious, like, gathers everything, right? Mm-hmm. So say, for instance, like, I'm hitting a ledge, and I don't know how to do it, but I keep practicing. All the things that I've seen from other people are going to come into effect, and I'm going to consciously think about them. Well, if you're writing a song, and you and you just find the chords, and you start saying words, and you spit it out. If you're playing guitar, you find a beat, you start spitting it out. You're revealing things from yourself that you don't even know. And what that does is, like, you feel confident about when you made a piece of art like that. Or you feel confident about when, you, when you've landed a trick like that. You really don't know what you've done when you did something perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then other people see it, and then, the, and then they, they depict it. And you see, you understand things about from yourself. That's the reason fans are just as important as the people that they're following, you know? Yeah, that's yeah. like... But I don't think you should idolize the people you're following. I think you should relate to them. Learn, learn from yeah, you because each of you are your own story. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, that's what I'm saying about, like, every time, like, I take a photo for outsider or something. Like, I didn't start thinking that was good until, like, Josh Crank said one day, he's like, bro, you should, like, start your own Instagram page for photography. And I'm like, no. Nah. I was like, <laughs> I just take these because I think they look good for something I like. Yeah. But and that, like, that, like, shook me when I was like, okay, these are good photos, I guess. Yeah. Because they're coming. They gave from me that a, boost. They're coming yeah. from a place of like this is in the moment. Yeah, you like know? in the moment photos are. I, I love posting candid. those candid. Yeah, are way better. Or just like instead of like almost those place candid photos where you're like, okay, I'm gonna take a picture. Like I'm gonna look off or I'm gonna do something. <laughs> I would yeah. prefer a photo like just like, look straight please. on, just look dead at the camera yeah. because that's in the moment. Like I said, I'm gonna take a photo of you. I'm gonna look right at the camera. Those are way more <laughs> yeah. like I love those way more than like. 
here to do something. I feel well, like my smile like goes out of whack. Like I feel like my face just. Those are the best ones though because it's just like this. yeah, like the ones where I just like take like a while ago I took a photo of you. You just standing there. That's probably like one of the best photos you've ever seen of yourself because you was like it's in the moment. Yeah, man. it's in the like moment. You was gen, you was having a general like gen like when you look through your family's book, dude, and it's all there. You know yeah. that's where it's at. Those that's, old VHS tapes, yes. of family Christmas, or even those photos of like ha- like one person packing a camera around, be like, here, take your photo. It's like that was in the moment. Yeah. Like they was like, oh my god, like, man, one of the most. God, those are the best. I love those family photos when they're like that. One of the most wholesome things that I ever seen about like developing confidence for yourself is like you see yourself in the mirror you see yourself in pictures you don't see how people see you when you're laughing your ass off yeah or yeah. when you're smiling because you're having you're such talking, a fucking or you're good time just, yeah. it's like those are the best ones those are when you are your best person like you can you almost feel your, those moments you can feel those moments but you don't even see if it ain't your, you or you you're not around you don't see yourself like that though and i think that's why a lot of people look down on themselves is because they aren't able They've to realize. They've never seen themselves what they look like from that's the people, outside. Mm-hmm. That's the reason people love They've live never been videos. depicted. Live videos, yeah. yeah. People, people love that, like on Facebook and stuff. Live videos, like, like most of us see them, we're like, that's whack. Yeah. Like, you know, everybody that was there is like, oh, I'm going to watch it, you yeah. know? And, and podcasting, too, I think people like content that is in the moment, and it's mm-hmm. raw, and it's unedited. And I mean, not to say that edited, like, I'm against everything that's edited. I'm not. But I think there's definitely a place for listening to people talk unfiltered. Yeah, you know, that, I love It's like, not high production. This was scary about today's time, man. The older I've got, yeah. I've, like, I, I need talk radio. I need podcasts. Like, mm-hmm. same. Like, if I'm driving, out, yeah, wow. music wears me, me out, too. yeah. Why? Damn. I, th- I like honestly on the way thought home, I was pretty alone in that. <laughs> no, but like when I drive home, it's like an hour drive, and like for 30 minutes, I can't, I won't have internet. So I'll like go on serious radio and try to find people that are just talking, not not music. Just I'll try to find people that are just <laughs> talking. You go on that Playboy channel? <laughs> I don't like, think I got that channel. I'm about 25 a month. <laughs> Man, sometimes when I'm listening to music in the car, like it, it almost feels like work because I feel like I'm having to force myself to enjoy it sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> like, but like, you love music, but you just need people to, that's talking. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you're just not in the mood for music. Yeah. Music is not an all the time thing. Yeah. I listen so much to Joe Rogan on uh, the tractor, like putting up "Hey, dude," because oh. you get tired of listening to music out there, like. Oh just God, making yeah. laps, you know. Yeah, um, have my headphones in. I cannot listen. Oh, I, thing else. I can't listen to a song after like a full day of work. If I'm going home for the day, I got to listen to Joe Rogan. It calms me down. It tells it. I don't know. It's a release. You yeah. learn in your yeah. It's not like just I got to put energy towards watching or listening to this song. Yeah, it, it really makes you feel like you're you're hanging out. Like, yeah, late, it feels like you're just sitting there listening. I feel like it's this generation's equivalent to reading books. Because yeah, this generation, really, yeah. I, I, like, I've I seen on Facebook. No, I don't either, man. <laughs> I've seen on Facebook, it's like, I'm new to the podcast game. Who should I listen to? And I'm just like, I want to be like, Joe Rogan, Ear Biscuits. <laughs> just like, Barbell Shrugged, everything that I've ever listened to. It's like, there's a podcast for anybody, because there's a podcast Literally about for everybody. anybody. There are podcasts that Barstool Sports has 
that relies on two women to go out every weekend and tell their experience <laughs> so they can educate women. Yeah. Like, what? I it's mean, called How to Get Back with Your Ex. It's like, how insanely niche is that market? <laughs> you know? And it makes it. And it makes it, of course. What about us, it, man? Like, where are we yeah. at? We, we got I got to you mixing into okay. here. Oh my gosh, Ch- Chad is making this like a, a habit of. <laughs> this is almost like a thing that happens every podcast now. Like it's gonna become my thing. Uh, I the love piss it. Chad. <laughs> it's the alcohol. Oh, I do not. <laughs> yeah, we. <laughs> yeah, there's been no alcohol consumption. This is. It's in a Red's Apple L bottle, but uh, it's just apple juice. We just wanted to look cool. It's not even actually alcohol. No, JK, it's alcohol. Uh, <laughs> what were we talking about before Chad had to get up and urinate? Uh, you don't put me on the spot like yeah, that? Yeah, Damn. Actually, Dad let's gone. blame Chad. He was the one who... <laughs> I think the last thing we were talking about is him going to the bathroom. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> of course that was. For sure. Yeah. I don't, um, like, right <laughs> as far as, like, BMX goes. I got something to talk about. Oh, Chad. That's pretty heavy. Damn, did you pee that quick, dude? Yeah, I couldn't. I needed oh to ask this. We just hesitated okay. through that whole you peeing, basically. <laughs> okay, my whole thing is, is I've been wanting to ask this question. Uh, so... Everybody has their own style, I guess. Yeah. Like, I have two styles, which I have to have, which is, like, my work style, which is, like, gym shorts, T-shirt, like, gym shoes, and I go to the gym after. But, like, my everyday style, like, my relaxing style is boots, pants, and, like, a, a shirt, or, like, in the winter, it's a Carhartt. Like, that that type of deal. I was want to talk about Wild Wade's style is the like most progressive style I've ever seen. This is how I'm going to describe it because I've thought about this for a long time. It's like it's like BMX California meets Wyoming Cowboy. Is that not it though? And it's the greatest fucking style ever. That should just be your your IG bio. What he just said. California BMX meets Wyoming Cowboy. Like that is like the best fucking when you come in with that like Wyoming cowboy, I call it because they wear that like uh, Aztec <laughs> stuff. And I seen that, and I was like, I'm correct. <laughs> as soon as I seen him, I was like, fucking Wyoming cowboy, BMX rider, let's go. That is like the best style I've seen of anybody. Like I'll mix like Vans with jeans with a fucking Carhartt vest or a Carhartt jacket <laughs> with like a old feed cap or something like like this style. Yeah. But Wyoming cowboy BMX should be like the next like yeah. I don't know what was that one style where everybody wore black emo. Yeah. That could that should be the next emo. That shit said me cry. I laugh so hard. <laughs> like that is that not accurate though, yeah. dude? Like. Never believed in the cowboy scene <laughs> until I went west. Cowboys are real. Like that shit. Those real are some fucking there, savages. I wrote a, the whole west thing started when I rode a bull. Let's get a fucking cowboy sure. on the show. Do you know any? I got. I can dress up like one. I got all the giddy up. I know a dude that rides a bull. Like, oh dude, my god! No. I've been wanting to ride a bull for so long, bro. No, I mean that's something. Adrenaline rush, like no other. That's what made me dress like a cowboy. 
Oh, I would say because so, you're man. just a badass. And the, the, yeah. We're riding a two thousand pound animal. Yeah. You, you said fuck go. this. I'm riding this motherfucker. <laughs> I'm riding a beast. Yeah. Yeah, this some bitch could kill me right now, and I'm gonna hop on it. Yeah. That's it. And hold on one hand. Fuck two hands. Two hands for pussies. It's like grabbing. <laughs> it's like grabbing hold of the back of a truck, dude. Like for oh sure, God, it is. I guarantee. Like that's the thought process. Imagine the first like. Rodeo like bull riders like I'm doing it with two hands so one hand pussy <laughs> like, if you ain't got that one hand up it don't count that's true there was some guy who did the one hand yeah it was ride. just like that's the standard <laughs> yeah. that is the standard if you can't ride it one hand for eight seconds go home pussy Damn, that kind of fucks it up for all the guys who can't ride one hand <laughs> oh, be hard enough for two dude. Dude, I don't know if one or two would be like harder hey, now. But guess what, man? A guy, with, a guy with only one arm? Think bad about son that. of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. He's a bad son of a bitch. What he is. He don't even need it. The Western style started <laughs> when I was in California. I missed my dad, and he always like wore cowboy hats and stuff, mm-hmm. right? That's badass. So I got to think of what can I do, man, to be a cowboy. Like I thought that'd be pretty <laughs> cool, right? So yeah. I'm going to a rodeo. Smoking cowboy killers? Dude, <laughs> this is a Friday. Or this is a Thursday when I decided I was going to ride a bull. At work, I looked up bull riding places. Where could I free trial a bull? I stumbled through Google for like 30 minutes, 40 minutes, found one. Called them. Three hours away, called this lady. She was like, I was like, I never rode a bull before. I want to ride a bull. Go to this road. I want to like participate in this rodeo. It says free entry. She's like, yeah, we'll get you a rope and stuff. I know this guy. I show up. Damn. Hundred dollars lighter. Truly wild white. I, I drive three you. hours away. I get there. The roadie don't start till like seven. I get there at three, <laughs> and I'm drinking. I'm drinking like Jim Bean in a flask. That's how you do <laughs> it. That's how you get the energy. And I'm like getting buzzed, you know, getting up. And then this dude shows up to give me my rope. I talk to the lady that's there. He goes to shake my hand. He has four fingers, and like it kind of freaked me out at first. Oh, <laughs> oh, back. First guy you encounter at a radio only has four fingers and a fucked up face. His hand was all like swelled up. This dude, this dude was tough, and he is a nice man. I, I respected him very much. He was very nice to me. Helped me oh, feel but a, but a badass, honestly. A, a, this dude was so, level ten badass. Like, <laughs> ain't gonna lie. I'm hanging out. I'm, I'm chilling. This. I'm sitting in the parking lot. The ring is over here and stuff. Me and, me and this So did side. you never have any trial runs, like just holding the rope, like on the back of a fucking sheep or something? Yeah, I didn't want to look lame, so I didn't do that. <laughs> I didn't have no build-up to this. It was just like wild. Go. It was wild hair in my ass, man. I just yeah. seen it. But I'm hanging out. You had you. I'm sorry, but you had so much. Like you said, it was like in the moment. But it's like you went through the effort of googling it. Finding the place, making the call. I respect that. This is almost the like skydiving. There was like that flow state. It was like, what are we going? <laughs> no, yeah, I'm going to ride. No. I'll be like, honest. That's what I feel like. Well, like, it's like a I'll disconnect. be honest. I I would probably have got so drunk that that'd have been like, no, he can't ride. And I'd have been like, yeah, bro. I'm too. <laughs> like, I would have got there. You wouldn't have said, yeah, bro. I'm too fucked up. Yeah. You would have said. No, I'm good, dude. I'm good. I'm good to go. Father of the other bull riders, I feel like I should have drank more. Man, people were wild. And this dude, I mean, you're strapped to a fucking animal that wants to yeah. stomp your shit out. This dude got Yeah. This dude did get stomped out. He gets up, he's like, yeah. he's like doubled over. You know his fucking up. spleen's up oh, next to his so shoulder. Everybody's like, his fucking stuff. stomach is in his back. <laughs> dude, his heart is near his balls. Like, he fell off and like hit him like with his hoof, like a little bit on like the side. 
like, <laughs> man, he was like humped up over there, rips off his helmet. He's like, Whoa! <laughs> just smacking the Wakes up the next road. day, his fucking splains in his shoulder. I couldn't move my <laughs> neck, dude. And I didn't even get hit. I just <laughs> fell off. Like, so, so what was all of the in between between that? So you the just in between there that? for. <laughs> For how many hours? Four, five, six, seven, this, four this, hours. Oh, let, me, five, let me give you the seven, setting for this place, man. <laughs> let me give you the setting for this place. Yeah, I rolled into this day. place, middle of nowhere. Like we live in Eastern Kentucky. How did so you show up? No, what get up do? <laughs> did you like go out and buy all new shit? <laughs> you had like a bedazzled fucking shirt on. <laughs> I had a fucking <laughs> urban country jeans. <laughs> I was Johnny Cash in it, man. I had awful. Just act. shows up in a fucking dock, uh, like. <laughs> Fucking Marshall Dillon, I full get up. I had a leather hat on. I was that <laughs> Leather hat. They walk up, what's up, Crocodile Dundee? Okay. Where's your knife? Okay. <laughs> They're like, he's from Kentucky, he smokes. <laughs> were you alone in that? How many cowboy hats were there there? Were there dude, more? Was there any on? newbies like you? The dude that helped me out, he, the homie, man, like he hooked, he hooked me up. He helped me, like... Put my rope on my bull and everything. He had a Peterbilt tattoo in so flames. Pretty much, <laughs> like, I thought that was pretty cool. You yeah. know? So he pretty much signed your death certificate. He was okay with you dying. I was. They pronounced my name wrong. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, God. Imagine dying when they pronounced your name <laughs> they wrong. They said Wayne. <laughs> Rest in peace, Wayne. <laughs> Yo, I was there when Wayne died. <laughs> Nobody has any clue yeah, what this real look up to. Look up online, Wayne death, bull riding. No, Wayne, what happened? <laughs> what the fuck is this? Is he back alive? My friends from work showed CBS up. CBS didn't even cover this. <laughs> bullshit. Literal bullshit. Uh, <laughs> A friend from work showed up like after I like they showed up see me ride or whatever and they met me back in my truck and they were like what in the hell where are we dude we were in I don't know this town there was missing signs everywhere <laughs> three hours caution there. children of the corn <laughs> an hour and thirty minutes ago it was no signal to the side of a mountain dude and it, it was like a big Look, like it was crazy it's like a big Indian, Indian reservation or something uh, how, it was crazy how was big awesome. was the was place. Indian. Like was it outside or inside? Somewhere? It was it was outside next to an airstrip and uh, it was Why called is Round. That where it, they usually take place because I was at one in Columbus or not Columbus, uh, fucking Bloomington, Ohio, and there was fucking helicopters landing, and I was like, <laughs> "What in the fucking goddamn lonesome dove shit is this?" Lonesome dove's a western. Very fire western. It comes in a big it's like seven series. hours, ain't it? The part where the the dude gets bit by the water moccasin mm-hmm. gave me nightmares as a kid. Dude, I would say that. Yeah, I'm scared to death. It's a stick. seven hour movie. Oh my yeah. god! It's crazy. Imagine sitting down and watching a western for seven Have hours. Have you guys ever heard of Dances with Wolves? Dances it's, with Wolves. It's yeah. it's like a four hour movie about like the relationship between the cowboys and the Native Americans. Well, think about this. It's amazing, man. It's like watching Lonesome Dove. It's like watching. Four movies that all have the same actors in one setting. Yeah. That's insane. It's like Avengers. <laughs> you know what that would be now? It's like watching a whole... Yeah, it's like watching a whole fucking TV series. That's what setting. I was going to say. Just be a Netflix exclusive. But no, they was like, hey, let's make a seven-hour movie. I can't watch Netflix, dude. I sit down to watch Netflix at The night. only thing I can watch on Netflix is The Office. And I've watched The Office like seven times through. <laughs> and it's honestly just now is just like part of my life. I'm just like, ah! Back on my phone. Ah! I love this part. Trailer Park Boys for life. Trailer Trailer Park Boys ruined six months of my life. (laughs) I literally stopped working out 
four months in the trailer park boys because oh, I was just shit. so obsessed with going home and watching. <laughs> like it changed my life. Bubbles is my fucking goddamn. I love him. Never seen trailer park boys, and I never knew I had an accent until I left Kentucky. <laughs> but shortly upon leaving Kentucky, I learned two things. I learned about the TV series Trailer Park Boys, and yes, I do agree. A lot of us do live like Trailer Park Boys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Second of all, I do have accents. So. Yeah. But <laughs> Trailer Park Boys made me realize one of two things also. The first thing is, everything is a trailer park, no matter what no matter what size house you live in, <laughs> yeah. if you think about it. Yeah, yeah. it is true. Like, we're just in one big-ass trailer park. Yeah, that's true, especially like, in a place like that, this. I mean, that's what makes art, man. Is like so many people can convey to that, and they and they they see exactly what they mean, but it's not said. You never know exactly yeah. what it is. But yeah. trailer park boys, yeah. is like, oh, I like trailer it. park boys started out as just like them filming each other. Yeah, yeah. Like they was like, it was like a YouTube channel before a YouTube skit before it was YouTube. Then they was like, here, let's sell it to this company. Then they made like. In more seasons. They're geniuses. Yeah, that's. And, but they never changed anything. They never changed like the like perspective. Like they could talk to the cameraman or whatever. I mean, it's just it shows you right there. People are looking for something raw. It People was are so looking good, for something. Though. Yeah, it was raw. It was like, exactly right. The office yeah, is raw. The office is super raw. It yeah. was. <laughs> it's real. It's a, like, it's it was real pretty much a documentary about a paper company. It's like awkward humor. Like, yeah, and they looked at the camera. They acknowledged the camera. They acknowledged <laughs> yeah. that there was people filming them all it's the time. It's that cringe aspect. Yeah. God, yes. Yes. Cringe is That's cringe. the best comedy, though. Yeah. Trailer Park Boys is what we all want to be. We want to be Ricky, who just sits out there and just drinks like Yeah, and just, <laughs> and just <laughs> drinks beer, you know. Ricky just drinks. Chill. What's the dude that wears the all black that looks like, uh, like the poor version of like uh, the dude from Greece? Oh, uh, you talking about uh, Julian? Julian, yeah, he just always has a glass in his hand of whiskey, and he like he will literally make excuses like I can't put my whiskey down. Like he never has it in his, he always has it in his hand. Like it's insane. And so they flip the car and he gets out and he's still holding it. There's something that makes Bubbles a standout character on that show too. Everybody I know yeah. talks about Bubbles. Like Bubbles is and what is it? You don't really know. It's like it's Michael there. off of the office. Is like everybody talks about Michael Scott. Yeah, I feel but like. Sometimes. But if you <laughs> yeah. really watch The Office, like your go-to character is Jim, Pam, Dwight, because that's the ultimate love story. That's the love triangle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if you just casually watch The Office, Michael's everybody that you notice. Bubbles everybody you notice because that's like the standout character. Yeah, yeah. Art has been integrated like to that heavy of a standard. You know, we go back to the seventies. You look at Gilligan's Island. It was the Seven Deadly Sins. That was what they were playing off of. Really. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so oh how, finally, I know some shit that you don't know. <laughs> how does that work? Like, how, the episode? I can't remember how, which character was which, but it was off the Seven Daily Sins. They were each one. Like, kind of like the movie uh, with Brad Pitt, and uh, they drink PBR in it, where they go over to them murder scene. The Head in the Box movie, what's that called? God, I have no idea. I have no idea. What's in the box? Uh, what's in the box, Jokey? The Smurfs. <laughs> I don't know. Is that what that's what's, <laughs> the, what's the dude's name? What's in the box? <laughs> What's the dude's name that played in American I Beauty? Uh, I don't know. I've never watched that either. I've had a lot of people. Su- my mind I've had a lot of people suggest that movie to Kevin, me. Though. Is it Kevin Spacey? Kevin uh, Spacey. Kevin is Spacey guy. is a weird dude. So it probably <laughs> yeah. is. He's the bad guy in uh, that movie. Makes sense. No way Kevin Spacey can ever play the good guy. I'm just saying. Uh, no way <laughs> Kevin dude. Spacey's probably ever gonna get playing anything. Nah. <laughs> 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 
that's that's like a crazy position. that's a crazy man yeah but oh he can never play the father figure of fucking hair Arnold or something like that <laughs> oh yeah American Beauty's dark man what is it about this dude like he's not satisfied with his life he's like in the suburbs it's like Sopranos he goes, like, he, like, he goes kind of insane and the movie ends with him dying actually but, whoa spoiler yeah. alert spoiler alert <laughs> I got a spoiler alert for you it's kind of god every show's based off the same shit Michael Scott leaves after like the seventh season like he oh. just ups and leaves gets married yeah what what was it about the seven deadly sins in Gilligan's Island though one of them's like lust one of them is like uh, oh the characters yeah, yeah the like, characters play uh, oh it makes it more interesting now like, it's not you know, as funny or something yeah. like that. it's not as funny now is yeah it? that's interesting that's I mean I, that's what I love about it's art a, well I can tell you it's like the Always. thing with the office like with the seven deadly sins like the office is a love story it's a love story between Pam and Jim and Dwight and Jim. Because it's beginning, they're all three separated, but the closer to the end of the story, Pam, or Jim, is Dwight's best man in Jim's, or Dwight's wedding. Pam. And Dwight and Pam are best he's friends. All, he's all Dwight's got. Yeah, like that's all Dwight's got at the end. Yeah. Holy shit. It's, so the, it's, it's like, the craziest love story you've ever seen. So the life. office actually has like a really deep, powerful. Yeah. <laughs> it will fuck you up. It's deep. Really? It's like, like Jim. Oh, okay, at the, at the beginning. I need to spoiler watch alert to all this. At the beginning, Pam is not with Jim. Jim is like playing like the best friend, like friend zoned. Yeah. And for it'll go on for fucking five seasons. Yeah. And you're just sitting back there just like, God, Jim, quit being a fucking pussy, bro. Yeah. Go after that. And for five seasons, you're just like, it's just like, it's almost like the comedy is there than just like something with Jim and Pam. And you're just like, fuck. <laughs> it leaves you on a cliffhanger every episode now. Like, that's, it does. Yeah. And it's like uh, Dwight and Jim always have an interaction that is like closer than them to friendship somehow. Mm. Like, it's insane. When is it that people are going to start doing that with, like, social media posts, like, leaving you on cliffhangers? Like, catch me in the next post to fill out. It's almost like TikTok now. I just downloaded TikTok two days ago, and they'll, like, make a 15-second video, and they're like, see next post in two days and see what I ha- see what really? happened. Yes. No, they do not. They'll oh, be like, God, I dyed my hair. They'll be like, I'm dyeing my hair purple. See in two weeks what I see oh what it looks God. like. Oh my God. They will leave you on cliffhangers on fucking TikTok. And I'm glad that it's been this long since I've downloaded TikTok. Grandma's going to be like putting cliffhangers on Facebook like, like my least favorite grandchild is and just dot 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 catch or just, my like, next or just like, my brother died <laughs> dot dot dot. And they're just yeah. like, who is it? Who is it? Who died? Who yeah. was it? It's weird how like, how like that. Like, you can't tell me that shit that will happen though move like that you know what I mean what is it the ideas of individuals move like that like, the things that got they got away with like a long time ago in entertainment like, we all caught on to it you know what I mean yeah, yeah you can say like shit like that and, or like uh, what's the fucking fucking Shrek is the dirtiest fucking movie of our childhood <laughs> by fucking far is it not yeah it's pretty, it is but we don't know why it doesn't do that thing Shrek gave, gave her an STD that. think about he it he did Fiona the STD of being a Ogre. Oh shit! So don't fuck out of your kind is what he <laughs> what they was saying. <laughs> Tell me that's not but, fucked up. But though. Donkey did. He 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 did out of his exactly. kind. So they were saying it's okay in like part two, part three. Didn't he have little? Didn't the because they got the caught. times changed? Yeah, the times changed. They got caught. What the times changed? Like 
people evolved to being like, okay, please do not discontinue Shrek because of our statements. I love yes. Shrek. Shrek is but it's low key fun. racist. Yes, when I was a child, as mentioned in the previous episode with Peyton, there was a Shrek uh, ice cream at Baskin Robbins with like worms and but Oreos and shit in fuck it. Fuck that. Think what? about this though. I've never ate that <laughs> because that's what I'm saying. Because, because it only I left out. Because it only existed when I was like six years old for two but months. Think about that this though. Great. Shrek was racist AF. Everybody was, was mad. Everybody was mad that ever, that uh, Fiona was uh, marrying an ogre and not a human and not more Farquaad. Yep. Bell went off. And all <laughs> Ding, that, yeah, the, the last <laughs> But think about it though, is it not the most racist film ever? But Nemo is the greatest film ever. Nemo because is definitely everybody up there. accepted everybody. Yeah. Everybody was friendly. Everybody wanted to help everybody. But Shrek I well, mean everybody but, judged him because he was an ogre. <laughs> think about that's that. true, yeah, that's a really good message, honestly. Everybody likes it's an ogre. Except no. I don't kid, think kids pick up on that. <laughs> but I picked but, up on it when I was like 19. Yeah. So that's true. But I mean, so fuck the, racism. So the race <laughs> is the the dude that's an ogre doesn't give nobody else an STD. <laughs> is that <laughs> what we're saying? Like, is that like no, no, no. Like, like all the you humans, got STDs. All the humans <laughs> think that it was a disease to like. Go with an opposite race or oh. sex. No, oh, saying? that's deeper. Yeah, that's way deeper. Yeah. It's not just like an STD. I want to think about like Fiona <laughs> wow. got like fucking. Yeah, so you could kind of say it's almost like it could. Everybody was saying, "Don't marry out of your race. Don't marry yeah. out of all this." Or, there was no black people in the like, like, like uh, the animated people. Like, there was only one over too. But it no also, but you know, Shrek by showing that like the ogre. Like an ogre can't be with a human. It could also be like a gender thing too. You know? I don't, I don't I mean, know why. It's like, you I know. do not know why I said black people. I do not mean to re- be like <laughs> signify that no, out or anything. It was kind of racist. My bad. No. Like, can you edit that out? That I'm was, sorry. No, that was not racist okay. at all. I don't but think just saying I didn't, black I, I, I meant racist. like any. You know. Now it's racist. Now I come to think of it, there's no other people than white people in Shrek, so we shouldn't be hating on me, we should be hating on Shrek. Yeah, yeah. That's but Dreamworks. Dreamworks is a bunch of I'm just uncultural moving, My mind is moving a little slow right and now. And what's the, uh, oh, yes. who, who played Shrek's brain? Who's <laughs> played Shrek's brain? What the fuck? Oh, what was his name? We're going to have to clip this right from there to, we're going to be like, what's Shrek's his name? No, who played Shrek? <laughs> Back to Who it. was it? Who Michael, Ma- no. Michael Myers. Yeah, yes, okay. it was Michael Myers. Myers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. Imagine if like uh, he's got a cool voice. Yeah, yeah. Is it Mike Myers or Michael? I think Myers? it's Mike Myers because I thought it was yeah. Michael. Yeah, and I seen Mike Myers. Mike is don't Mike Myers show. also play Cat in the Hat? Yes, he does. Yeah, <laughs> I love you, baby. You're such a hoe. Like that was like as a kid, I would get uncomfortable watching that part with my parents. Like you dirty hoe. I'm sorry, oh, baby. Yeah. I love you. Like that made me uncomfortable. Yeah, I, lo- I loved that movie. I God. also loved The Grinch, but that was Jim Carrey. But I feel like that's on equal levels as uh, Jim Carrey. The Cat in the Hat Jim Carrey is my favorite character, and y'all can probably see me acting like ca- or The Grinch in a snippet if I release it. <laughs> Dude, Jim Carrey. If y'all want me to. Jim Carrey is woke. I, he did that... Uh, 
that documentary. You see where he showed up to a fashion shoot or like a convention? He was like, y'all dumb as hell. And I was like, why'd you come out here? And he was like, because y'all stupid as hell. This is dumb. And just left. Uh, like, uh, the, he did that documentary about how he was method acting in Man of the Moon or Man on the Moon. It was a movie. Favorite Jim Carrey film. It was a. It, hold on. Cable Man's mind. <laughs> it was a movie about uh, how he was playing this stand-up comedian, uh, Andy Kaufman. Yeah. And Andy Kaufman was like completely insane. He would get on stage as a comedian and just bang on a bongo drum for like 30 minutes and the crowd would be like, what's going on here? <laughs> and uh, so Jim Carrey... He's incredible. Jim Carrey. <laughs> so funny. G.G. Allen of comedy. <laughs> yes, yeah. Except he, without smearing shit on himself yeah. and trying to fight people in the crowd. <laughs> Is that the... Yes, that's Gigi Allen. He, that did I he die? That video. Oh yeah, he did. He's crazy, man. I mean, probably He's a good crazy. thing. Not a great influence, <laughs> but, yeah. but um, that was one of the first things that ever scarred me. I know people that love him. That's, really? Yeah. Love Gigi yeah. Allen. Like, I know the dude that's kind of Gigi. Look Allen, up Gigi Allen. Like, Please look up Gigi yeah. Allen. Gigi. But don't let your parents know your search history. A L L I N. When they came home and I was like fencing with my dad, we were putting up a fence for our cows. Oh, I thought y'all was like fencing, like yeah, with swords and shit. <laughs> we was fencing. Lord Farquaad. This crazy bro. I was like, hey dad, do you know Gigi Allen? He was like, yeah, I know Gigi, the guy that smears shit on himself. Like he just knew it, man. Yeah. That's some shit my dad would know too. So. Yeah, probably Keegan too. I feel like. Yeah, he definitely would. He, my dad is was has always influenced me with like early like eighties. That's why I got a Motley Crue tattoo. Because yeah. Because like on the way to like basketball games and shit, we would listen to like Motley Crue, Eminem, the Notorious B.I.G., Tupac, <laughs> just like like. When I think about that as a like a grown up now, like twenty three, I'm almost grown. I guess like I'm out of my teenage years. Looking at that as like a twenty three year old, looking back as like my seventeen, sixteen year old self, I'm like, damn, I had a cool ass fucking dad. Yeah. But at that time, I was like, God, this is so cringe, Dad. Let's listen to the break. <laughs> you know, I always. But now was cool. I listen to like Notorious, Motley Crue, like all those people that my dad introduced, inter- like introduced me to. Yeah. Well, that's that's interesting about like music and art and how it influences you. It's when almost like your dad influences you the most. Almost. Well, I'm just saying, like I know music has had some of the hugest impact on my personality. Like I I got into Kanye West probably like seventh or eighth grade, and like my I know, dad was who introduced introduced me to Kanye West. Then two years later. You and Peyton introduced me to Kanye West in Tennessee four or five with the song by Rihanna four or five seconds. Yeah. That was like I was like, Oh shit, this is cool. My dad listened to this and they listened to this. This is cool. Well that uh, was crazy to me. I've never told you all that. One of the yeah, that is interesting. One of country music influence, yeah. Country music in country influenced you? Yeah, like like definitely like from a younger age, you know. Yeah, that's the way yeah. you think about shit. That's the way I am. Like everything in country is not that far fetched. Like it's like not mainstream country, like on the radio and stuff. But like when Tyler Childers sings, I understand what he's saying. And when people yeah. before him sung, you know, like uh, it sounds like people that sung that type of music when your dad was around, almost. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah exactly. And it's almost like with my dad, it's like uh, 
he introduced me to like rock. Like he would always listen to the Aussie Boneyard on Sirius <laughs> XM, yes. riding to like these AAU tournaments for like four hours away. So it was just me and him talking about music. And obviously, it's his truck, his radio. He's going to listen to whatever. He don't want to listen to my jibbity-jab, young stuff. <laughs> Lil Wayne. Yeah, and, like, all of that. Then, like, that slowly grew. It didn't grow onto me until now. That's why I got this Motley Crue tattoo because it's, like, not a memory of Motley Crue. It's a memory of the times me and my dad had with all those trips. Listen yeah. to Motley Crue. Listen to the Ozzy's Boneyard. And that was, like, my favorite band that I'd only listen to with him. And, like, that really stuck with me so I was like I'm gonna get a Motley Crue not to remember the band Motley Crue remember the times I had with my dad listening to Motley Crue and it was like almost like with the country influence too like I had two different spectrums my dad was from the city Bloomington was like rock rap like grunge stuff Mm -hmm. then my papa papa was from like the country like dead holler we'd listen to like soggy bottom boys like bluegrass like bluegrass gospel night and I feel like that I'm so well-rounded now with, like, music that anything can entertain me. Like, I would go to a bluegrass concert that I knew nothing about just to listen to the music, see them play mm-hmm. just as fast as I would go to, like, a Molly Crew concert or something like that. Yeah. I love I love the, the difference of things. Like, I like... God, like yeah, I love music. all music. Yeah. It's a different story, no matter what genre you listen to. Places, it's the same story almost, too, but a totally different the same way. way. Places are the same way. You know, it's... it's Different the words are used. Different languages yeah. are used. It's, it's a different. It's a different world. You know, if you riding riding around the city and stuff, you definitely see that in BMX. You know, like you go to the you know the ghetto, it's different like life yeah. than what we than what we live down here in the woods. And you go you go to different. It's all over, man. Like you go to deep city. You know what I mean? People are rich and snobby and like you know that shit. It's well, no culture. It's no culture. Well, honestly. but but like different genres, different styles. They come from different cultures. Like before the show, we were talking about. You were saying you feel like you can't influence anyone in California because they don't feel your style. Like a guy who, a guy who rides in Eastern Kentucky has a different style from a guy who rides in California. Yeah. And like, but but I I say to that I think it's important that we share each other's styles. You know I think you gotta appreciate both styles. You yeah. Know what I mean? That's what I think is great about Eastern Kentucky because you don't have this group of BMXers that only stick with BMXers. You don't have this group of workout guys that only stick with workout guys. You don't have the people that like to play music that are stuck with the people that like to play music. That's what makes like we can all come together and find a common interest. We're like because we have to rely on each other. To yeah, get like, there, you know what I mean. Because we're all Definitely. we're all like technically artists. We're like passionate people. Why not stick together with passionate people when they're fewer? Yeah. People and we can themselves. share it, share our experiences like that can relate with like BMX riding related with me working out. Like you find in that dark spot, that flow state, like when you're just on it that day, you're gonna have like the best workout or the best session of your life. Or like Keegan writes music when he finds that that like flow that he has, he's into it. Like that's his moment, and we can all share like ways we found that or ways we gathered that. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people like a lot of people out there, you know. I haven't found that. I feel like a lot of people are, are kind of lost in the way, and they, they limit themselves to where I ride bikes, right? And I identify with the, with the bike riding scene. It's not it's not necessarily who I am as a person, mm-hmm. but it's it's something that I feel a part of. And if if you asked if I asked you to describe yourself to me, you'd say I, I I make these shirts. I'm a designer. I do podcasts, you know. And, and if you ask me, I'd be like I'm a bike rider. I'm 
I do this stuff. I do what I do. I saw, you know, I got a sawmill. I, I'm just a chill dude. Here's something. But, I, I don't know how you guys, I don't know how you guys are with this, but <laughs> I know, like, in, in uh, college, for example, like, when you're in class um, and they, they go around the room and say, everybody tell us about yourself. Do you have you guys ever felt any shame for like, you know, saying I'm Keegan, I'm a musician, or I'm Wade, I'm a BMX rider? Like, do you guys feel yeah, out of place like, with that, or do you well, guys embrace that? I've felt things? like uh, some of my college classes. I like when you introduce yourself. I've felt some judgment of like in my early stages of lifting. I was obviously not this size. I was not six five, three hundred pounds. Could fucking throw some crazy numbers. But like my first years of college, I was 210 pounds. I looked like everybody else, but I worked out. And so when I said, uh, I like to work out, I'm into the fitness scene. Everybody would look at me and be like, no, nah, he's lying. Mm-hmm. Just because I don't like or something like that, I'd feel judged. So I would never say that. I'd, be, I'd just say something like, I like to hang out with my friends or something like mm-hmm. that. I feel that 100%. Is that, is that what you said? Was some, like you didn't mention anything about BMX or? It's like... Uh, me it's like you shouldn't but now that i've grown i'll tell everybody exactly exactly it's a no people limit themselves to 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 always being approved by other people and that's the reason we have so many problems in the world ignorant people are people that don't understand that everybody that judges somebody they haven't found really what it is for them yeah exactly yeah that's true i found my medium and you all you guys have seemed to find yours you know and like it's well, just That's fine to have about. a hobby, or it's fine to be okay with being like, hey, I want to be a lineman for the rest of my life. I want to be a coal miner the rest of my life. I agree with that. I want to be like, I want to own a small like gas station for the, mm-hmm. like, that's technically a hobby that you're trying for. That's technically something that you're striving for. But something that, and some, people like that are the biggest heroes of all. Yeah, I mean, that, that's that, true. That's it's so that have those dreams that people, will help people. People who, yeah, that, that's all they do it for is to help because they're not like people out there are underpaid the working people are underpaid and, mm-hmm. and the business owners are overpaid the working people are underpaid and everybody's sure. mindset is in this place where it's not what I want to do I'm doing what I have to do to make money and stuff and and, and the little places they find in their free time they, they support causes that aren't really them but they want to wear the t-shirt and we have a huge divide of people who want to wear t-shirts for each side they yes. don't see the other side's view. If you can't understand somebody else's perspective or can't try to understand somebody else's perspective on anything, you know, you got to listen to both stories before something's resolved. That's, that's such that's, that's you, such a great point. I mean, you got to be the, humble and yeah, also, you know. That's the biggest thing with Outsider, too. Like, why we created the brand. Like, I would I would literally give anybody anything if I feel like that you're just, like, doing your thing. Like, you're just, like... But somebody comes to me and be like, hey, when are you going to give me a t-shirt? I'm just like, but well, I don't feel implied to give you one because you're just not. Give me a reason to give you one almost. Well, like, I don't have any problem with that. Were you saying like, as almost like a metaphor for like people putting on masks? Is, is that what you're saying? Like In, in a sense, yes. People, okay. people, I feel like people don't really chase what, what their desires are. They... they do a little bit of everything to make everybody happy and, yeah. and that really breaks yeah. them down in a way and and that's what makes people fight against other people they get angry they get they get people are angry money, money, means, you know? money mm-hmm. is like my biggest issue like I don't 
I would honestly care more if he was doing something for like minimum wage that you love than like, hey, I make eighty thousand dollars a year. Like I would care. I would listen more if he was like, hey, I make candles or something <laughs> like like I make candles yeah. and I make like twenty five k a year yeah. than listen to somebody like. I'm a lawyer. I make 85k a year. Like I would later listen to somebody that's creative in their mindset. Well, with, with the the main thing about it is about at the end of the day, just doing what you want to do personally, and then sharing that with that's other people. That's more appealing to me. What it is though is it's like that opportunity in that classroom where you get to say what you are, who you are, and if you want to say you are a musician. There might be one other musician in that room who you've now empowered to also embrace that, yeah. you know? And it's like you need to not wear a mask. You need to be yourself all the time because how else are you going to inspire the people who truly are like you? Why are you trying to please people who are not like you? Yeah. Just be yourself it's, and let people come to you naturally. I'll say in this age that I've become, I don't introduce myself as like, I work at Game On. I tell them what I do at Game On. Like, I screen print, I own a clothing company, I do a podcast, I do, like, I tell them literally everything I do in my life, not it's like, I just work Game On. Yeah. yeah. Like, I just don't introduce myself as, like, my take occupation. Pride in yeah. It, man. Like, pride I tell them every little it. skill that I've developed over my life, that's what I do. And instead of everybody hiding, worried about making the wrong impression on somebody, if everybody was just genuinely happy for other people's interests, we could all be more open about our interests. Yeah. If, if man, whenever somebody tells me, uh, you know, I'm, I work out and, like, I really love it, like, I, I'm, I'm a health freak and I do CrossFit all the time, instead of me saying, God, man, like, that's dumb. Like, isn't that stupid, like, going behind his back and saying man what's the point of working out we're all gonna die anyway or you know something like that yeah. it's like instead be happy for that guy and that guy will be happy show for interest. you and show, that guy yeah. will yeah yeah show interest because you can take from him yeah and he can take from it you. may not be the same like set but it may be like the same mental set the foundation like you can always you both may them. hit a wall at some point in your like occupation or your hobby that you can share Mm-hmm. So why not? You got scared for taking me? No, go ahead. Thank you. Yeah, it's like no matter what it is, you can always find inspiration in it. No matter what somebody's doing, BMX. I think we've had a pretty good listing so far on the podcast. Oh, for sure. People that just do what they want to do. We've had BMX, beautiful Wild Wade. We've had. Peyton Cooper, graphic design, <laughs> part part owner of this company that we talk about. Dude, we need to get Josh Crank back on here so he can do a full one. Yeah, Hunter Spurlock it was it was amazing. a great one. Yeah, uh, talked a lot about dance um, in Eastern Kentucky. I'll tell you something, something that I want to know about Wild Wade. This is whole adventure into Wild or wherever he went to ride horses or whatever. I need to know that. <laughs> I needed to know how it carried over to like him cutting trees or like opening a sawmill. Yeah. I needed to know how he got into that adventure. In Wyoming? I guess it's Wyoming. I just Wyoming? say that because it's Styles Wyoming, a California cowboy. <laughs> yeah. He's went to uh, California. He's the California cowboy. Wyoming, California cowboy. That's, that should be his handle. Oh, for sure. <laughs> 
But Wild Wade is such a good handle, though. Yeah, it's it almost that it cannot grow out of Wild Wade. But it's, California Cowboy could be a T-shirt yeah, with face on it. Yes, one hundred percent. Wild Wade's Instagram, guys. Even if you don't like BMX or skateboarding, we've been talking this whole night about like giving other cultures a chance. Just check out his videos. Yeah. It's like really raw. Wild Wade is just not an Instagram handle anymore. It is literally his lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. Through Instagram. I mean, if uh, man, a lot of people like to see like bad like. I was telling him earlier, the the crashes when you're skateboarding or BMXing or dirt bike riding, those are just as important as the successes. Oh, easily. And they're just as fun to watch. If those not scary moments. Yeah, those scary moments are the, like the most fun. And he has he includes a lot of his like crashes in his videography and stuff, which is really cool. All right, I'm gonna pee off though. But <laughs> I broke all the podcast rules oh, to use the restroom, so. <laughs> well, this is not a podcast rule, though, because I do it three times a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but I got a question when I come back. All right, for sure. And it's going to blow your mind. We were, yeah, talking, sure. we were talking while you were gone about, like, your uh, your Instagram and, like, how we were talking about the the failures are just as important as the successes. Oh, definitely. definitely. Everybody's, like, always, you know, how much have you crashed, how much have you hurt yourself. Nah, it's full of sand all the time, man. Yeah, like, yeah. It ain't about that. That's like a good crash is worth the feeling. Like you learn from it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Hitting the ground, you learn from it. You get scared. It's part of it. It's just like it's when pain. you're you're a uh, kid and you're getting something out of the oven and you burn yourself. It's like I guarantee the next time you get something out of the oven, you're probably gonna. Uh, make sure you don't burn yourself next time. And if you do, you know what you messed up on. Yeah, exactly. Ground on, you know? Well, I used an oven mitt with a hole in it. I won't do that next time. I under-rotated <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that, yeah. That's it, definitely. And the good thing about something like that is you can constantly adapt. If you can get up from that fall, then you know exactly where you hit. You know you just need to go about an inch backwards, you know. Yeah. You can just feel it just from that experience. And you definitely can. It's just lining up everything perfect, you know. Mm-hmm. And the best best moments when you do that is when you're not thinking about it at all. It just comes naturally. Yep. Honestly, that's it's all zen. <laughs> For sure. What's your question, Chad? Oh, my, oh, my question. Okay, I got you. He's got to spit into his tiny Fanta bottle. 69 cents, boys. <laughs> Sex. But uh, that could be a that could be a hell of a t-shirt. Sixty-nine sex. <laughs> but anyways, my question was, uh, how did you get into the 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 sawmill game? Like, where did you go? Where did you go to become a cowboy? Is my question. What, so what state? Because I've been saying Wyoming. I was in Cali. My aunt lives in Wyoming. Wyoming is sick, bro. Really? So that's where sick. it was. Is that where you would like go to like? be with the horse just like ride your own horse and stuff no i never got to do any of that while i was in cali i just rode my bike and i miss my family in wyoming i wish i could have went and seen them a lot more but uh but the scene out there where did you become a cowboy where did i become born and raised son that's right just come out of me like you know so you just yeah you just felt yourself out there so how did you get into the sawmill game sawmill game got back home Uh, (laughs) i saved up quite a bit of money you know from living out there I came back home, partied it all away, looking for a job and stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. My dad came up with the idea of buying a sawmill, so that's what, that's what that's we did. Cool. Got along with that, you know. Yeah. 
saw in love. That's what I'm doing now. And it, it works out really good. You know, I, I saw my own hours. Get off work and ride. Live a free life. You know what I mean? Not yeah, pro or nothing working like for that. Your, but yeah. you, you're working for yourself, you know? Working yeah. for yourself. It's a very chill sure. life. I enjoy it. It's yeah, chill. Working for yourself is so important, man. If you can make a job for yourself. It makes you interested in what you do. Yeah. And, sure. you know... The more energy you put into BMX, the more you like energy you put into Instagram. I think you're a great like uh, at marketing yourself. Anyway, I think the whole it, it's definitely definite, dude. If you know that like it sucks, if you if you don't like if you know that you're missing out on it, like you know you need to post and stuff like that. That's the way I've become. That, yeah, that's the way I've become. It feels so. It, it feels better. What when you post consistently? When you post, when you not really post. When you have when content. You make something good. When you make content. Yes. When you're sitting around, and you're not making content. You feel sad or all bummed out. And you don't want to do anything. Those are the days you look back and you say, "I wish I don't remember those days because that feels like a day of my life that I wasted." Yeah, that's one hundred percent the way that I feel, and like that's why. Why not do it? You know, it makes you happy. It also makes that thing more financially. Uh, um, what's the like achievable? Yeah, yeah, achievable, financially yeah. achievable because God. the more effort you put into what you do, the more people are gonna enjoy what you do. It's like a blessing and a curse in a way. You know, you're yeah. always thinking about it, but it's always there. Mm -hmm. It's given to you. Like, you feel better about yourself. But I, I don't, I don't know how to explain riding a bike. Like, because to me, it takes. It takes away everything. It, it don't like it's just something in between. It, it's well, just it's like a drug. What we, we I haven't found yet. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking earlier about like how you 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 told uh, explain that thing about the monkey on the back again that you were talking oh, about earlier. Like addiction and stuff, man. Like addiction is yeah. not a bad word, by the way. Well, uh, what basically? I don't think it is. Do you know the term? Uh, like. You can't stop smoking or you can't stop drinking. You know, you got like a monkey on your back. Oh, yeah. You know where that comes from? There's this seller, dude. He was named Sinbad, right? He like traveled around and stuff. And he met this other seller who was always drunk. You know, and he couldn't ever keep his life on the right path. And so he asked him, you know, what his problem was. Or the, actually, the guy come to Sinbad and said, please help me. I got a, a monkey on my back. I got this demon on my back, man. Yeah. And he only comes around when I'm drunk. You don't see when I'm drunk. But he's always getting me to drink for him so I can see him and know that he's there and he's always there. So Sinbad gets drunk with the guy and alters his state, you know, and he sees the demon and kills it and relieves the guy and the guy gets over his addiction. But that's where the monkey on the back thing comes from. Well, I, the reason I have you reiterate that story is because I think BMX, working out, everything we've talked about, that the thing that brings people together is that's how these people are getting the monkey off their back. Yeah. It's like... Yeah, for sure. That is the thing that... It's like everybody has their own type of monkey. You're, you're escaping <laughs> you know? your demons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you, sure. you bond with other people who are escaping in that same way. And that's that's an amazing bond, too. And, and that ties in with everything you learn about like psychology and how people's brain works when it comes to addiction because... People who are addicted to drinking or drugs, before you can make them a healthy person, you can't just take that addiction away and expect them to be good. You have to replace that addiction. You, like you have to 
it's like a circle this big of things to make you happy and you know you go from doing this with all these drugs that release all this dopamine to a circle this big you know and you gotta take take it away slowly you got you can't just go from zero to zero or else you're gonna blast mm-hmm. <clears throat> and you got to find something that fulfills that same need that that drug filled for you BMX I'm sure is adrenaline fuel anybody anybody out there who I mean, I, I doubt it's as much of a rush as meth is, but, you know. It's a hell of a lot safer. Yeah. Exactly, exactly, though. It is a hell of a and lot safer. easily obtained. You know, that's one, more easily obtained. That's, that's one thing that, like, stresses me out a lot is I got a lot of friends, man, that are, like, they do some pretty hard stuff, right? And, like, the, the thing is, though, is I'm not going to mention, like, names or anything or anything mm-hmm. like that. Never, I would never do that. But I got friends that I worry about because their whole thing is like getting higher. It's like the next high, the next high, the next high. But they're not really, they're not focusing on anything in their life besides getting, you know, higher. They want to see that spiritual element of things, but their physical lives are falling apart. Mm. They're, uh, they don't have any hobbies. They just, just do that, you know, and like that's, I think that's where BMX and stuff comes in, like skateboarding, like skateboarding and BMX, you know, people, the, the scene, the scenes are very it can be very healthy and very you know clean cut or the scene can also be to where you can drink some beer and you know smoke some weed and you're not like a total like out you're not like a outcast but yeah. you're just yeah, an outsider and yeah. you know what i mean like you're you're a little bit stranger than everybody else but you're also not completely off your rocker mm-hmm. it's finding a balance though with those things too definitely it's like i don't know if you've watched the movie mid-90s but it's uh, fire, it's, fire, fire. it's directed by Jonah Hill. It's yeah. about like these skater kids and this. What's that one dude's name? Shit fuck. Yeah, shit yeah. fuck. <laughs> well, fire. I think that ties in with what you're saying though, because it's like in that movie, you know, this kid's coming up. He has two different people basically in that movie that he looks up to. Um, there's the dude who is grinding every day. He's really good. He always wants to try to make never, it. Yeah, never drinks. Yeah, like, straight. And then there's the other guy who is best friends with this dude who is, you know, always trying to make a success out of being a skateboarder. His best friend and another guy that this kid looks up to is a guy who likes skateboarding but likes partying a little bit more, you know. And it's, Yeah, they're in the same culture but they're, they're treating it different. To, to, you, to me it's different. I see that in, in my culture. It's like... Uh, the guy that likes partying, uh, Shitfuck, that's his name, yeah. with the dreads and stuff, mm-hmm. he, he's not, the guy that, you know, that's on the grind every day, he's yeah. hungry, right? Yeah. He's from the hood. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's on the grind to get better. Yeah. Shitfuck comes from a richer family. Shitfuck is not escaping his money problems. Shit folks escaping his mental problems. Ah, it's a financial push for the other guy. And it's something it's, that only happened in the 90s. Yeah. Mid nineties. Yeah. So it pumps towards that. Like like shitfuck doesn't care about making it big. He worries about what he's feeling. So he's always staying numb and, and drugged out the older he gets. Yeah. The worse he gets. He realizes he's not gonna go pro. But he's just as good. He could be pro. But he's looking for a spiritual feeling, whereas the other guy's looking for physical riches. I no, I don't I don't know, man. I I see it as one guy is in tune with his expression and what makes him happy and the other guy 
is lost. And falling apart. Falling apart because I feel that. I feel like when you love some, you can love something. You know, it's it's like skateboarding. You can love skateboarding more than drugs, but still do drugs. You can yeah. love people. You can love your mom a ton and still do drugs and drink, and because it's not, it's like a trap. That, those drugs and that, that those ways that you escape reality are not healthy ways to escape and they become addictive and like you can your everything can break down around you because of it I feel like the drugs is when you let it affect your aspirations and your goals it's uh when your goal becomes to get higher then then like like say for instance you're skating every day and your goal is to go out and skate with your friends and get high. But your goal slowly becomes like trying new things and, and partying harder and partying harder. It ends down a darker road. Like you could be the dude that parties the hardest, right? Yeah. You could go harder than anybody else. But at the end of the night, you're just the guy underneath the table. Mm. You're the guy that's passed out. You're the guy that's like left. Like what you're saying about like like the shit fuck character. Like mm -hmm. you're going spiraling out of control. And I feel a lot. Of, I feel like a lot of people get lost in that. Yeah. They want to be number one, but they don't know how to put it into something that's different. You know what I mean? They don't know how to. They don't know how to be themselves because everybody's different, man. Like if you really find what's in yourself, you find out how to be different. You find out how to be an outsider. Mm -hmm. You know that's. And and the drugs you, don't help you. When you encounter a situation like that, where you like you just said with you you skateboard and you get high with your buddies. That's like the thing that you do with your buddies. It's like, man, I like to just get high, ride around with my buddies and skate a little bit. Well, some people start to drift towards I like the drugs better. I'm just going to exactly. start making friends who do drugs more. Or you can say I like skateboarding. That's my favorite aspect. And keep it the same. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. People just get lazy, man. They get yeah. lazy. They don't want to go out and do anything anymore. Yeah. That's 100% what it and is. And that's another thing about that lifestyle is it's immediate gratification as opposed to skateboarding, which takes hours and hours for you to get this one little trick, and then you're satisfied. But when you can just shoot up and you get that immediate gratification, <coughs> but it's never as good. Never. That immediate gratification will never be as good. Because it always lasts. You can't yes. remember every high you have, but you can remember everything big that you did. That is an amazing point. Yeah, they, they gave me chills when you said that, actually, because that's so true. I mean, even the most embarrassing things are the best things you've ever done. You can't forget them. Yeah, it's those... They haunt you. Yeah, those powerful you. moments that you... It, it's because it takes focus. You know, it doesn't take focus to get immediate gratification. It's just you do something, and that's the result. But you remember a good moment that you've built up to because you focused for so long on trying to achieve it. Yeah, it's more of your memory. Yeah. It's a bigger memory. Yeah. And it's that's that subconscious in there. That's and and you know, your brain is like a soup. And you can either you can either keep throwing bullshit in that suit, or you can throw something nice in that suit. You know, what memories do you want to fill your head up with? Exactly. I want to fill mine up with memories of success and memories of times where I achieved something I saw saw it out to do. 
it's sad. Some people they don't they don't see that though anymore. They just they don't really know what to look for. You know, mm-hmm. that's 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 what really saddens me. Nobody else's place to tell them where to look for either. So you got to find it within yourself, man. What you want to do is what you want to do. Mm-hmm. That's a hundred percent. I don't mean to change the subject, but I got a crazy question for you. What's your favorite Disney movie? <laughs> favorite Disney movie. <laughs> Peter Pan. Peter Pan is a sure. fucking goat of a movie. I don't know if I. What about that. Hook? <laughs> like just the 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 Hook the character. Have you ever seen the movie Hook? Uh-uh. With fucking uh, what's his face from like Flubber and shit and Honey I Shrunk the Kids. What's his name? Uh, oh my god! Killed himself. His Robinson. Robin Williams. Robin Williams. <laughs> Robin Williams playing Peter that. Pan. I ain't seen God, that. God, that one's maybe better than Peter Pan. The real life one. Yeah. Uh, my favorite is probably either I'm gonna say Nemo <laughs> or maybe <laughs> Nemo's the goat of a fucking movie, but Nemo or Maybe the the Goofy movie. I feel like the Goofy e- movie's fire. I feel like ever since we talked about Nemo, your brain has just been like itching to say <laughs> Nemo. Nemo, like you just. But Nemo's the goat of the movie, though. <laughs> Finding Dory is a great second movie too. Walt Disney scares me, man. Well, like, how? All the conspiracies and stuff out there. Yeah. Like, You're I, talking to a man that lives and breathes by the Disney culture. Any, <laughs> you know, I mean, any man with power is scary. Yeah, oh, that's true. Man. Yeah, that's any person in that, like, who is that Walt rich. Disney is scary with the shit he done. He's more scary than like Tim Cook, fucking. I mean, Bill Gates. Tom, whatever his name was, made Apple. It's crazy that I know Tim Tom Cook. Tom Bercheron, the guy who hosted America's <laughs> Funniest Home Videos. I'm Tom Bercheron. We're from AFV. Hi, I'm term- Tom Bercheron. I'm going to children cr- to buy our drugs. I'm Tom Bercheron. You can buy this whole set on DVD. <laughs> like, who would buy that? Be like, ah, look at this home video. Dude, I I'm, trust that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. I think America's Funniest Home Videos is incredible. Better is. than ridiculousness. Yeah. I will say yeah, that. Yeah, I agree. For a long time, yeah. Until we got older and then we were like, what? <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I still think America's Funniest Home Videos is so fucking funny. Yeah, I think it's better than, I don't know. There's how, long, how long has it been since you guys watched it, though? Uh, I don't know. Good point. Good I don't know. Point. I've seen a few snippets on. I've actually watched this on YouTube. I've watched snippets I've of America. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I see the ones on YouTube, but I've walked in before and watched it on TV before, and like with the buzz on, I'd be like, eh. you know, it's funny. <laughs> they're getting lame. It's so cringe. Watching, it's know? funny that that's true. It's it, definitely more cringe. But we're also debating which shows are better that show content they didn't make. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who can find the better content? Yeah. It's like That's not even, our judgment. Yeah. yeah, it's a corporation. It's not like they have writers for those shows. It's just like, send us your shit so we can profit on it. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I hate that ridiculousness. It's or, the original Facebooks. Yeah. Man. I hate that ridiculousness says, do not submit or something to your videos. You know, if they get in good videos, they putting them on there. Yeah, they can be like, no, this is way too funny. We can't put this on there. <laughs> they submitted it. Yeah. But why would they be this like option to submit if they didn't take submissions? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. Here's our email, our address, our everything. <laughs> Don't submit though. Don't submit. People are crazy, man. Imagine the amount of stuff they sift through every day, like people trying to get on there insane amounts of emails flowing in for America's Funniest Home Videos. Oh, probably. easily. You know People you want to win that 5K. Like crazy. Oh, yeah. For yeah. Sure. 
<laughs> she didn't get like reflexes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, jackass, I think, was God the greatest thing. God, started in That was the childhood. Like oh, M- MTV. I'll say MTV was its own. Like you know how like our parents would like MTV would be music television like music yeah. videos, but MTV to us is like just like the shit you're not allowed to watch. <laughs> it felt like that. Yeah, just yeah. we watched it. There was also <laughs> the, uh, Bam Margera. Yeah, what Bam's was, house. You had ridiculousness. Robin Big. What was Bam Margera's show? Bam Mark Bam Viva La Bam God that was like watching a U- that was like being subscribed yeah, on YouTube to somebody That's that had no cause rules because it's, it's raw yeah guys, it, there was no rules guys I'm sorry I'm sorry to say it but this generation's Bam Margera is Jake Paul I knew you was gonna fucking say that I knew it. just messed up God Jake is Paul Jake Paul's a pussy compared to Bam Margera. <laughs> This motherfucker would like slap his dad in the belly while he's asleep naked. <laughs> like, who does that? You know, but that's also the thing. Set his friends on fire. As Jake Paul t- takes himself seriously, Bam Margera, I feel Yeah, like. it was just like, oh shit, they're a camera. I'm going to do something wild. Yeah. Some insane. Yeah. Oh my, dude, Jackass. Those guys are insane. Like. Jackass inspired me so much. Honestly, when I was a kid, I don't know what Jackass it is. Jackass was the greatest. Jackass 3D was like, when I would like sat back and I was like, these people are badass. Yeah. Michael Jordan ain't fucking shit. This is this Bam Margera, Johnny Knoxville, Steve O, those are the men those are the men. Before I seen Jackass, I remember like my grandparents, like I was doing something one time, my granny was like, Do you wanna be on that show Jackass or something? Like I was doing something. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I heard about it before I ever seen it. I seen it when I was like oh. like like middle school or something like that, that that show and those movies got a lot god. of kids in trouble with their yeah. parents oh, god, I know it yeah. did me y'all I don't know if y'all know this but uh, my dad had these VCR tapes they was called like dirty they said dirty on them but not the way you would think dirty yeah not like sexual dirty like I obviously as a 14 year old kid I'm like Dirty, <laughs> but I put it in there and it's it's a movie called dirty with Brian Deegan and like those type oh, guys, yeah, those type yeah. guys metal doing like dudes. metal yeah. militia, that yeah. type stuff. Yeah. But yeah. the movie was called Dirty, and they was like doing these crazy freestyle tricks just out in the desert and stuff like that. And I was like, "Holy shit!" Damn. Yeah, that's way cool. Like, how do you find? Like, I just found that as a kid, and I'm just like, "You seen the one where he goes to the drug dealer's house and he gives him two spark plugs for his bike?" Like, yeah, like it's like a complete. It's like in the hood. The like it's up. insane. It's like it was almost like. Jackass, but they was riding dirt bikes. Yeah, the the first place they was, was good. They was good dirt bike riders, but acting like crazy the members dude. of Jackass. Yeah, well, you that's know, where I found cocaine floating back. That's there. Where, <laughs> this, yeah. that's where I found uh, Travis Pastrana. Like, Travis Pastrana, he's like thirteen, dude. like Natural Circus. You know that? Oh, that's yeah, like no, that no. dude. But he was like thirteen at this time, hanging out with all these guys, like twenty, twenty-five, doing cocaine, going to strip clubs. And here he was. His mom was bringing him out to California to ride with these guys <laughs> because he's like the greatest freestyle rider ever. Dude, I imagine watch. I've watched this movie a hundred times. It's forty-eight minutes long. I watched it a hundred times. I watched it twenty times before my dad even knew I had it. Damn. <laughs> 
I did. I had uh, the way I was introduced to that like, stuff. I would watch it on repeat. Brian Deegan was. Uh, I had this game. Mx called, versus ATV or something like that. I feel like it was called like Freak Style. Freak Style, yes. Yeah. PlayStation Two. Yes. You could do like Freestyle or Ride. Yes. And exactly. it was like it was like Brian Deegan, Metal Militia. <laughs> yeah, I always. You do like Knack Knack. Knack knack. Yes. That's like stuff you'd say like that. Yes. Backflip, backflip. I didn't have that one. Dude, freak, freak style. That. Freak yeah. style. You could like gather this boost and it was like yes. flames would shoot out yes. behind you. Amazing. Brian Deegan was the only one I knew that. Dude, Brian Deegan. I picked him, I don't know, maybe it was Every time. You pick him every time. Maybe it was you have because to. he rhymed with my name also. It Brian was Deegan. pretty close. Keegan, <laughs> Keegan Deegan. Uh, but I also feel like like that's we insane were, you had that game. Yeah. That was my favorite fucking game. I'm so glad game. that I'm not alone. Uh, Brian Deacon. Knack, knack. I feel <laughs> like he was standout, though, because of his style. The metal yeah, he has, like, the Metal Militia, all, like, the spikes on his shoulder pads. You guys ever seen Larry and Cole, the other guy from Militia? No. Like, he no. was, like, a, like, really good racer, dude. Like, he would, like, win and shit. He'd be in first place, like, throwing, like, tricks and stuff. Yeah, like, that's Everybody awesome. hated him because of it. Yeah. He's, like, another founder of the militia. Mm. He got on pills and stuff heavy later and oh, kind of fell out. Damn. Yeah. But, uh, he's he's I back watch, now, though. Yeah, I watched Brian Deegan's YouTube channel. It's crazy seeing somebody that I watched on that dirty movie, like, partying, doing cocaine, and he's drinking. Like, and now, he's, image, now yeah. he's, like, a guy's, like, I promote dirt bike riding I love my kids I want them to do the best I follow them like I was, that's amazing when though, I man. found I'm that so, I was, I'm so glad that he ended up having a life like that I know? found that's I found that and I was like dreamed it either, you know? yeah, I found so. that and I was like no way this is Brian Deegan the Brian Deegan I know has a Deegan tattooed on his back and he never wears a shirt yeah like, and he's just always ripping you've seen Twitch bro I think Jeremy so Twitch? oh yeah 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 but Brian Deegan, that just, and I got to see him in person. Really? Uh, what was it fucking called? The Halfway to Hazard thing. They would always have that Metal Militia show. Really? Y'all don't remember that? He came up there? Yes, the Metal Militia show. That's fire. I didn't know that. And I seen him then, and I was like, oh my God, he's made a business out of calling himself the Metal Militia. Oh yeah, 100%. Then here I, here I am five years later watching him on YouTube. I'm like, I found him again. Three stages of my life, I found Brian Deegan. Mm-hmm. At age 14, age like 16, 23. Yeah, that's 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 true. There are some people that just carry over forever. From, from your childhood, yeah, that keep inspiring you. That was crazy, Brian Deegan, though. That feels weird because there was this show. Do you guys do you guys seen somebody TV? on a video game? Fuel yeah. TV? Yeah. Fuel TV? Fuel TV. When I was in like sixth grade, this show Fuel came TV. on Camp Woodward, and it was like these Camp three, Woodward, bro. I watch still that? watch that shit on YouTube. <laughs> those and I can't ride any of those. BMX and stuff. They're they're like I give the TV show. Me, right when I was watching, there's a couple years older than me. I was like, well, that's cool as hell. And years later, I kind of went away from BMX from all across and stuff, and then came back to BMX like at the end of my high school years and stuff. I was like, oh shit, these guys are pro now. Like, the same dudes. <laughs> yeah. like, like, I used to watch Camp Woodward all the time that on Fuel fire. TV. Then, like, I got older and I still watch, like, vlogs, like, going to Camp Woodward or, like, people I follow. Like, yeah. Uh, Scotty Kramer goes to Camp Woodward with, yeah. like, his crew. That's when I landed my first backflip. Like, I did that. There. That's insane. <laughs> camp Woodward is, like, where kids go. They're, it's like an action sports camp. Yeah. yeah. Like, fire. BMX, skateboard, snowboard, do whatever. 
Uh, the, gymnast kids. Yeah, did you say gymnast kids? Yeah, yeah gymnast kids, brother. Uh, I was going to say the only reference I have to, like... Which Camp uh, Woodward did you go to? Tahoe. That's, like, the best one. Camp Woodward. <laughs> Bad where, that I know that. Where you're, like, young and you're watching people on there come up and then you get older and then you see where they progress to. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I was watching... Uh, my girlfriend got me to watch Dance Moms. It's like one of those shows. That, Dude, you, you know, get invested with that well, shit, though. I, well, I know, though. Like Honey Boo the, Boo. I'd I live for that for well, three years. In the early episodes of Dance Moms, there was this kid... And, like, to me, dude, she's been standout since she's, like, five or six years old. Well, now she's, like, doing music videos for Sia and stuff. And that's, to me, dude, that's just so cool to watch and be like, what was it that got her to that point, you know? Yeah. And it's like, what? how much of that camp do you think actually attributed to their success in the future? Things being around people that are, like, just really positive. Honestly. Yeah, I think I think that's your biggest thing is like surround yourself with positive people, and and you well, feel so much more comfortable around positive people than you're negative. If you're around somebody that's complaining about the next guy next to you the whole time, you're gonna be like, well, they're gonna think this about me. And been around people yeah. that are professionals, yeah. In that sense, they're like, you got it, yeah. Like, they know and and I was also, I almost instinctively said, and like-minded people, but. It's more important to be surrounded by positive people who are not like-minded with you than people who are negative but like-minded. Exactly. It's exactly. it's way more important to just have positivity around you. If you're around friends that are like telling you, you got it, man, you got it, chances are you're going to land it. If, yeah. if they're not, then you're like, okay, I don't got it. You mm-hmm. just leave and you feel ashamed. That's why, <laughs> once again... Don't treat kids bad at skate parks. Exactly. Agreed. A hundred percent. Or don't te- don't tell kids no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> never. Never tell a kid no. Can I can I eat twelve candy bars? Hell yeah, sure, you can. I can't tell you no. You might be like a top level competitive eater one of these days. Train my guy. Well, yeah. As Turn long that as that one around on you, didn't I, bitch? Yeah. <laughs> I don't get like thirty year old dudes that come to the skate parks. And like get mad when the scooter kids talk shit. Like that cracks me. <laughs> I've seen a dude like 30 years old, like screaming at a kid. He was like a salmon. Just because every time he's trying to hit this hip, he's trying to do like a little like knack or something on it. This old man was like loses his mind on this kid because this kid go, woo! Like every time he do it, he was just like screaming over him. What kind of dude, fragile life? What kind like, of fragile mindset do you have to have to let a seven year old get in your head? Yeah, and you ain't shit. You know yeah. what I mean? Like if you if you was making like fifteen hundred dollars on a commercial, I spent fifteen hundred dollars on a commercial or something. That kid was in your way. Like, come on, kid, move. You know Dude, what I mean? But like, who even cares though? Can you imagine if Michael Jordan before a game, a seven year old was like, "Hey, Michael Jordan, you suck," and Michael and Jordan lost it. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah. I can't play with this kid in the arena. <laughs> it's because nobody who has ever been successful has, has cared. had that mindset. Exactly. You can't. You, can. you gotta laugh at people, man. Like yeah. when they hate on you. And you laugh know? at yourself. Yeah, you gotta have humility. You yeah, know, 100%. yeah. If that kid gets me with by saying "woo," I'll just I'll have to get up laughing and be like, "Man, I just fell because of that." You gotta have so ridiculous. You gotta have. He's literally mind fucking me right now. <laughs> this yeah. is hilarious that this kid is mind fucking me with a Ric Flair woo. Yeah. You gotta have humility, man. People yeah. are gonna cut you any way you can. You oh. just gotta 
Sometimes you just got to make it a joke, you know. Like that was yeah. like the beginning of Outsider. At the beginning of Outsider, people would like uh, say stuff. You're going to work on the brand or whatever, like stuff like that. And we'd be like, yeah. But what like I always ever did, I would always give them straight up, like, yeah. Yeah. But now it's like we've grown enough where people like don't say they like shut neg- up. Yeah, yeah, they don't say <laughs> negative stuff. Now they're buying shit from us or wanting shit to be given to them. That's fine. Yeah, that's like the craziest thing that ever happened. That's You're like, fire. now that this talent that I've like created or like not created, I don't guess, or like learned from printing or making outsider, I'm making stuff for their everyday life. And that that's a good that's, piece. That's a good piece of advice to that kid who is getting downed by the the skaters above them because. Don't let those people get in your head. Don't let those people stop you from doing what you want to do. 100%. One time I was at a family reunion, man. This, this like, kind of, like, crushed I've me. I've been at family time. reunions where they've judged me of my, like, tattoos and stuff. Then mm-hmm. I'll be walking. Then, like, you'll have this one dude be like, you work out. You're so big. You should, like, you should be a wrestler or something, like. But you have, like, that 90%, like, he's got so many tattoos now. Like, because they're your family, they're going to come out and say, be like, Why'd you get so many tattoos like that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. They judge you upon, like, a first sight, you yeah. know, at, at something like But then that. I tell them what I do, and they're like, whoa. So you just don't work at just some random factory. Yeah. I was at this family reunion. It wasn't, like, my last, like, my, my last family reunion. It was, like, three days ago, so. It was, like, my great-grandma's or something like that. I was at this family reunion, and th- these kids were on skateboards. And they had, like, some bakers and stuff. I knew what all it was, because I was camp over cool but anyway <laughs> I had this Walmart board and I was skating on that stuff and they all made fun of my board and for a long time that really bothered me like like I couldn't skate like them I couldn't even ollie at the time I didn't like I cut my middle finger off in like fourth grade or the tip of it off and I couldn't use my hand so I couldn't ride my motorcycle or bicycle or anything so I skateboarded and that's when I first started skateboarding a lot and after this is when I met those guys and after, and after they made fun of my board you know what I mean I, I quit for a while mm-hmm. and then you kind of if you love something enough, you'll come back to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can't second guess it. If you love it enough, you'll think about it enough. And you'll Definitely. come back to it. I mean, you can't let dumb people bring you down because I'm ten times better than they were then on, on a skateboard now. You know what I mean? Like, you you can't let negative people... That everybody... Let them you can't, fuel you. can't you take everything I maybe. say and then, like, years later, hold it against me from my mindset. You know what I mean? People's mindsets change. Yeah. We're, we're, we're all dumb. We, yeah. all, we all grow. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just when you're called out on your bullshits when you really know it. You know? Yeah. And there's a difference between calling somebody out on their bullshit that doesn't know better and calling somebody out on their bullshit when they do. Like, if you call out a kid that doesn't know anything in a skate park and you start being mean to him, that's going to break him. Instead of being mean to him, show him what he's doing wrong. Exactly. Show him exactly. how to do it instead. Build build him or her up. Do not break them down. And then, yeah, and then always teach up. first. Yeah. Yeah. Because when you break them down, they're going to distrust you. They're not going to like you anymore. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to say, that guy's a butthole. Yeah, he showed me how to do this, but I still hate him. Yeah. And, yeah, and I feel it, that in basketball. How so? Like, you would always have, like, this guy as an underclassman. Like, you'd be a freshman, you'd have this upperclassman that you would obviously, like, guard and practice. You'd be, like, his understudy almost. But you would learn shit off of him, but he would treat you like an asshole. And you never, but you, never you, feel as good as you would, yeah, you would never say like he taught me this or he taught me that. I'd be like, yeah, I learned that from him, but fuck him. Yeah, 
but the biggest like that you never give credit to somebody like that. I feel like people that do that build off your insecurity. Like people that people that bring you down like that. That kid that they overpowered at a skate park, or that person that they're over, they're they're overpowering in a basketball game, it throws that person off their game. If you come, if I come up to you and just started screaming at first, you'd be like, you know, you, it would take you a second. I mean, that's really what that, that's really what controls a lot of things. Like intimidation people that do that and intimidate people like, with there, reasons yeah. like that are stupid like or why would you do that what like, I think is funny is usually using your power for yeah, all they're tearing you down then but literally they know by them tearing you down it's gonna fuel them to be better than you and overshadow you and uh, that's just a short fix yeah when you help somebody it's always there because you see them and you're reminded yeah be like I taught him that I, sh- I showed him that negative you're ashamed or guilty later on because you understand more definitely absolutely right it's like you have the opportunity to either inspire that person or break them down, and you're going to have to live with what you've done, yeah. ultimately. Would you rather have the immediate fix or the long-term fix? That's the one you got to decide. And with. also, it's like a famine mentality of that guy thinks that, hey, if you're better than me, then you're going to take my place. You're going to yeah. take my role. And... That's the reason that guy does that, I think, is he wants to bully you so bad that he doesn't want you to play so that he can keep his position. Instead of using you getting better as fuel for him to better him his game, you know. It'll be his time to shine soon enough. Yeah, it's yeah. almost like nowadays, like I'll text, like I'll text former, like our, our players that are coming up playing the same position I did at the high school I went to. I will text them and be like, yo, you working hard? Or like, yo, what's going on with you, or something like that. Like, it's honestly like uh, they're two different stepping stones of teaching in sports, I guess. Like, they're one, like almost like you said, they're in the army. Like, at first you want to break them down, then you want to show them like, okay, this is why I done this. This is why I'm doing this to you. This is why I could do this to you. This is why I done that to you. Like, if I'm physically, play, if you're our first interaction is physical. I'm gonna show you how easy it is to bully you on the like in at basketball. I'm gonna show you. That's important. Or like I'm gonna show you how easy it is for me to score on you. Then I'm gonna show you why it was that easy. I'm not just gonna leave it as like I bullied you. Yes. I'm gonna teach you while I bullied you. I feel like uh, mentally breaking someone down and building them back up is very. It's a fine line too, though. It's a very effective skill. Not breaking them down emotionally. But breaking them down mentally, like breaking them down, like to where they feel dumb, and then building them back up, and to, to explain your points, yeah, and they like can a, see their points, and they line together. It's like almost erasing what they thought they knew with, like, hey, I'm gonna delete everything that you knew, but I'm gonna give you a head start in what I know now. Yeah, but when you break, but somebody it, down, breaking somebody down physically, paint, yeah, physically, like so. th- there's no way that they can do it. So mentally. They're accepting the same thing. They're accepting the failing. Like, if you go out to a skate park kid, you know what I mean, and they can't do something that you do, and you make fun of them, it's because you're stronger than them, man, and they're smaller than you or something like that. You know what I mean? They just don't have the middle yeah. coordination. Or, like, it's almost okay to, like, make fun of them and be like, here, come here, let me show you how to do it. Yeah, or like, that's, that's okay. Don't just leave it as, like, ha-ha, you can't do it. Or, yeah, like, ha-ha, I bullied you. Or, ha-ha, you can't guard me. Be like, yeah. ha-ha, you can't guard me. Let me show you why. Yeah. I think respect should be earned and not like stricken into someone. You know yeah. I mean? Like 
people that you're around and think that they're demand better than you, it. They don't, don't demand yeah, it. Like, you're gonna respect me because I'm so much better than you. You know, all like, that You're gonna respect problems. me because I'm gonna teach you a lot of things that you possibly couldn't have known if I wouldn't have done it this way. Mm-hmm. Like I don't have any problem. Problem. Like now that I've seen, like I've been on both sides of like being like the underclassman, learning from like an upperclassman. Uh, being like I don't you wouldn't call it bullied but you would call it bullied on the basketball floor like I'm being bullied into stuff like I don't know like he's stronger me he's faster me I obviously has more knowledge mm-hmm. I'm gonna learn things that I've I didn't know about being bullied by him but if he would have like turned around and gave me or just been like hey this is why I, I am able to bully you mm-hmm. I would learned way more than just by being bullied well it's exactly. like there, you know, or just by being, you gotta, you gotta know what points you need to better yourself. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I didn't, like I found them out on my own. You, you can go into things too cocky sometimes, and being knocked down, and need to be humbled because yeah. sometimes that that helps you push yourself. Like you know, you could go into a jujitsu class and be like, man. I listen to the Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah, I watch UFC yeah. all the time. <laughs> yeah, and I, I can go in here and I can be a black belt in six months. Actually, I don't think anybody's that ridiculous, but like, if you go in there, they though, probably are. Yeah, I'm sure they are. <laughs> if you black go belt's in there, two months, bro. <laughs> if you go in there and as soon as you get down on the ground and he chokes you out, well, getting up cocky, that would be worse than getting up like okay. How do you do that? Because that proves ignorance. Yeah. As, that, long, <laughs> yeah. as long as that guy, after he chokes you out, though, as long as he says, all right, well, you, do you, you're, you're going to remember how I choked you out because it was dramatic for you and it yeah. humbled you. So now I'm going to teach you how to avoid getting choked out the next time. Yeah, it's the same way with, like, uh, like... It's like testing somebody. It's like yes. our, like, now, like, where we play basketball at Buckhorn, we're still pretty tight-knit group like we play on a men's league team we go back and play against like uh, these underclassmen that were obviously faster stronger well-rounded like it's almost like whoever guards you you're gonna bully them for a while you're gonna like break them down and be like this is why i am who i am this is why i do what i do this is why i've been brought back to teach you then usually the second half and it carries on into further life whoever's guarding you you're gonna always feel obligated to be like check on them like be like yo you need it like what's going on you need this you need that like or like after a game you'll text them and be like yo he was eating you up on the low side like why didn't you stop that and they would be or something like usually they'd say like i I just couldn't stop and i'll be like this is how you could have stopped it and not just leave it at like I'm gonna bully him the whole time and just leave him. And you ha- have to have a thick skin and know how to take criticism sometimes. Oh yes, too. usually you get these players or like players sometimes mm-hmm. that you'll bully, then you like come up to them and be like, "Yo, good game," and they would like be sour towards you mm-hmm. and like, "Why? I'm trying to help you now." Yeah. Like they won't take the they won't take the education that I'm gonna or try to give them after I've broke them down. Mm-hmm. Some people apply so when they stay right here and just cut everybody underneath them. Yeah. yeah, they create a following of they can only get like they instead of themselves. instead of bettering themselves. Yeah, they think they just, that they can only better themselves. Instead of bettering themselves, they just keep other people below them. Yeah, and it's they almost, make they make a skill out of keeping people below them. And yeah, it's like my dad said, like when we would go to like these AAU basketball tournaments, he would always say, "Man, if I knew what I knew now, or like if you would listen to me and listen to what I." 
I'm gonna to tell you that I know or like he'd always be like you should be up every day running miles lifting weights because if I would have done that I would have made it or I would have been like this or I would have been better like it's almost like that coming from a father figure is almost annoying because at, at that age of your life you're like this is what's expected this is what you're yeah like you're gonna to learn like happened. you're gonna like uh lecture me or whatever this is just a lecture i'm just gonna like but if like somebody close to my age that's been like that i've seen being my state or like the same position i've been within i've seen it physically with my own eyes if i like if somebody would have told me that it'd been in my shoes i would probably listen more than like somebody that didn't know that was in my shoes like what, what is what yeah. is some advice that you would give to like upcoming bmx riders i mean what is some of those things that like you know if a father told them they they might not stick to it but something that you could tell them and, and it would actually stick around they'll come around everybody will come around hang in there that's like my inspiration to everybody that uh you make a stance big enough whether it's right or wrong people are eventually going to dig it and it don't matter if they dig it or not if, if it's what's right then it's what's right if it's what's wrong it's what's wrong my there's, thing two, is, yeah. there's two ways you can go in life you can my be the darkest now, person you want to be you know if you don't want to but, but as far as riding goes and stuff that's where I take it and that's where I want to go and if everybody else sees that it's wrong if I love it enough and I like it enough and it helps me and it helps me cope even if it's the it's what takes me away. So if you find something that takes you away, as long as it's not hurting anybody else or harming anyone else, or just do it at your own, do it for you. Don't do it in everybody else's face. Just do it for you. It's like mm-hmm. I'll say this now. Yeah. Uh, so much stuff's pressed on everybody else. When we was yeah, in high school, sure. like doing your own thing was almost like put them out in front of class, like make them do it in front of class, like. I know that he used to play music with his buddy, and like, mm-hmm. did you ever like think of it as like almost embarrassing to be up there? It was a in little front of bit, class, like, yeah. And like nowadays, like even though that we've only been out of high school what three, four years, I feel like now it's like almost kids can do that and not feel ashamed, or like mm-hmm. dance in front of their class and not feel ashamed. Because it's like every like everybody it's the way is doing their own thing now. Media has changed everything. And like and if you can do a dance, do it. Becoming foolish to something that's actually attainable. You know, we all said we wanted to be rock stars when we were little, mm. and our parents told us that it was foolish. You know, and everybody told us that it was foolish. Yeah. Technically, really, on Instagram, you have fans. You know, everybody, you know, everybody hinted at it's foolish. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you, and then you get older and you start to find yourself, and then sometimes you just think that whole rock star life. You idea it idealize yourself as that person you know that's who you want to be but you think it's unobtainable yeah but who you really want to be is probably not like a rock star it's probably some individual path but you just think it's unattainable yeah remember it's really there it's really attainable it's just your lack of, of self you let everybody else beat you down you know what i mean you can't let everybody else beat you down people are always going to hate yep you know and they'll learn they'll, they'll learn or they'll just be ignorant until the end well, yeah, I'll say the hate is less now, for sure. I, yeah. I think that's a good note to leave off on because sure. our battery power is getting low here. But I, I think it's been really, really good. Macintosh is. I've had a, I've had a daggone good time. Yeah. That's is there, sure. is there any like social media you want to share? New video coming out soon on Negligence Inc. Uh, 
follow me at Wild Wade on Instagram, Snapchat, all that good stuff. Uh, look up Monroe Land Way Band. Those are friends of mine. They got a really good band. Uh, if I'm forgetting anybody else. <laughs> what about we'll your girlfriend that, that lets oh, you be here? Oh, my girlfriend? Uh, look here. Uh, look here. Chad. I know how it goes. <laughs> Jess at home. <laughs> Alright, we're wrapping it up. Thank it you. was a great Thank show. You everybody out You're there. beautiful. Right. Thank you everybody that got me here. Gang, gang.